1: No better way to start off this marathon of broadcasting than with Donna Summers, the diva of all divas of the disco era. In fact, from 1978 to 1982, she dominated the charts. Oftentimes, the first four or five songs in Billboard's Top 40 would be Donna Summers' classic disco extravaganzas. But this one is dedicated to that thing we all love, radio. This thing I'm broadcasting at now that is the most intimate form of communication to people all over the world. Because it's not just local, it's not just regional, it's not just national. Even though I'm substituting for Frank Marano with his, uh, with his uh, program that has now been extended. And it's uh, focused across the nation, but... Because of the modern-day technology, it is a global entity. You'll be listening in your app that you could easily download on your iPhone or your smartphone, and you can hear it crystal clear almost everywhere on this globe. Maybe not Antarctica where the ice is beginning to melt and the walruses and the penguins play. Maybe not there, but everywhere else. Or on your laptop computer, on your stream or your worktop computer. In fact, uh, from our mothership connection here, we can be heard in 38 states, parts of Canada, a sliver of Europe, and right on down to Davy Jones's locker. And I'm substituting for Frank uh, with his uh, show across the nation, syndicated show. But I'm also engaged in a marathon, a full-page ad taken out in uh, Friday's New York Post. Actually, Thursday's New York Post, excuse me, let me amend that. It talks about how it's going to be Curtis Leewa all weekend. So starting now, Thursday, uh, I'll be taking you uh, right into, uh, well, actually, it's Friday, Friday morning. So from uh, 1 to 5, and then uh, we flip the script for an hour, and I come back from 6 to 7 with Andrew Giuliani, and I have a bone to pick with him since... Apparently his cousins or his uh, uncle or aunt are sponsoring a fundraiser for the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, mayor of the Illegal Aliens. He's not my mayor. So I'm going to put the question to him. What's going on here, Andrew? Yo, your father gets dissed by Eric Adams on a regular basis, and you mean two of your family members are opening up their house and Flushing and conducting a fundraiser for his reelection, his approval ratings are down to 37%. That's lower than Joe Biden. Oh, he's going to have a lot of explaining to do, as Ricky Ricardo would say to Lucy and I Love Lucy. And then a few hours later, I come back from 12 to 1. And then I start doing it all over again Saturday morning from 12 a.m. to 6. Sunday morning to 12 a.m. to 6, and then Sunday evening from 9 p.m. to 12 midnight, and with a few forays in between. So apparently, according to the Guinness uh, Book of Records, this will be the longest stint extended of broadcasting that has ever existed in this thing of ours that we so love, that was created either by Marconi, if you believe the Italian did it, or Tesla, the Serbian did it. And so now, I've got a lot to fulfill. A full-page ad here in the New York Post that says that Curtis Sliwa will be airing all weekend long. Our number one 800 That's 1-800-848-WABC. But what I do a little differently than Frank Murano is that I don't let you go to sleep. No way. And I recognize that on a regular basis, there are so many products that are being advertised to help you snooze better and snooze longer. And I'm telling you, when you're listening to me, it's radio napalm. It's radio with extra caffeine. Forget the hot milk. Forget the hot toddy. It's more like jolt cola on 50,000 powerful watts of sound. So toss that sleepy time tea, cut open a kiwi, right? They say, cut open a kiwi and you'll fall right to sleep. No, 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 no. You'll fall asleep on me in my broadcasting stint. And I take that as a diss and dismiss. The absolute worst thing that could possibly happen to anybody broadcasting and radio is for you, the listeners, to be stung out, parallel to the ground with your earbuds in. Because I know... For some of you, you happen to be sleeping next to your partner and you don't want to disturb them because they don't want to hear talk radio. Well, tough noogies, turn it up and blast it. And I don't care The Kiwis might be beneficial to sleep quality and your efficiency. There'll be plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Because when you're dead, right, what do they do? They put you in a casket, they fold your arms, they give you half shoes, a half suit, a half dress. And basically, they give you a dirt bath. And that's it. You sleep in perpetuity. I know some of you say, hey, but I'm headed to heaven right through St. Peter's pearly gates. Yeah, we'll talk about that with the Last Supper coming up. But really? Oh, I'll be in purgatory. How do you know? Or I'll be burning in the bowels of hell without an asbestos suit. But the one thing you had better not do, you better not be taking any kind of sleep aids. Ambient, forget about it. I realize your last name may not be Kennedy because the Kennedys seem to be addicted to Ambient. But no ambient, no almonds, no salmon, no oats, no avocados, no eggs, and no bananas. Because I'm going to be taking you to the break of dawn. That's what I do. And let me tell you something. Doctors will tell you to limit your caffeine intake in the latter parts of the day and remove it completely as bedtime approaches. Let me tell you this. This is radio caffeine turbocharged. (laughs) You may not have it in your tea. Please, no caffeine. No caffeine in my tea or coffee or soda. I want it uncaffeinated, zero caffeine. Well, that may have been true all day long. But now it's like all of a sudden you're getting a blast furnace of caffeinated talk. Now, a study earlier this month found that people who got more than nine hours of shut-eye and those who received less than six were at higher risk of infections. So how does that make any sense? So if I sleep more than nine hours, like a bear in hibernation, which means you're a slacker, a deadbeat, right? And if I only sleep six hours... I still have the same higher risk of infections. So might as well stay awake till the break of dawn. Because according to this study, you're going to get infected anyway. Don't worry about it. What do they tell you? Well, you can mask up, right? Put the pens on your face. Put the bands be- below your navel. Don't worry about it. Mask yourself up so you're like a sphinx. Because you're so afraid to go anywhere. Even though this, this COVID-19 is over even though coronavirus is over. Look at everybody walking around with masks, two masks on, and still driving around their freaking cars with a mask on and nobody else in the car. And I actually approached somebody today on Ditmar's Boulevard in the heart of Astoria. And I walked out while there was a red light, and I said, ma'am, you're in a car all by yourself. Do you really think you need a mask on? Do you really think you're going to catch... A derivative of coronavirus, or maybe uh, COVID nineteen, really? Or do you just like looking good with a mask because you don't like look? You don't like the way your mouth looks. The way your frown is upside down. Our number is one 9222 That's one 848 WABC. And I will tell you this: I'm suffering from radio fatigue. You know what radio fatigue is. Matt Blaze here. I know. Man, you have got to be the fugitive. There's no doubt about it. Nobody has a name like that. Matt Blaze. That is like, how many aliases do you have? And I would bet you if we walked into a post office and we went past uh, most wanted one, two, three, four, five, you're probably right in that pile. Right in that pile at our normal U.S. post office. And then look here who we have. Ken. The runway model, vapid as you are, with a muscle between your ears, who can't even drive here from eastern Pennsylvania. Every time you go over the bridge to Phillipsburg in New Jersey, you take the wrong turn, and you end up in Philadelphia instead of New York City. And, of course, there's Alex, the super brown-nosed producer of the Frank Morano syndicated show. My God, the talkers. This is what I'm stuck to work with. Well, neither of the three of you will interfere with my marathon of broadcasting from our mothership connection with the 50,000 powerful watts of sound. But I will tell you, if there is such a thing as radio fatigue, we're suffering from it right now. I listen to radio as much as I possibly can morning, noon, and night. Love Talk Radio was born and raised on Talk Radio. Well... Not quite when I was a young little whippersnapper, but when I became a young adult, I cheated on FM. You know what FM stands for? Freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, and of course, Frank Morano. Right? It's a different form of broadcasting, but AM, active-minded. And that is predominantly where you can find your talk radio. And as a youngster, there was the free-form radio on FM radio, and I cheated on it. My gumada was talk radio on AM. And as young people, you weren't supposed to listen to talk radio. No, 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 no. That wasn't cool. That wasn't hip. That wasn't where it was supposed to be. You were supposed to be listening to freeform radio. As some DJ in parts unknown, in a drug induced psychosis, tripping on LSD, probably praying uh, to the satellite that is circling the earth as we speak. With the ashes of Dr. Timothy Leary, the guru of LSD. Probably praying to him, oh my God, please, I also want to get into a drug-induced psychosis as I listen to FM music, as I listen to a DJ play an endless song over and over that nobody else would want to listen to other than that DJ. And then I said, that's it, no more. I'm dedicated to talk radio. But it's just getting so fatiguing of late. And I think it's really real. I don't think I'm an exception to the rule. You got the same guests with the same prefabricated statements. Hey, look, I don't do guess. Are you, uh, guess? Are you kidding? Well, what's a guest going to tell you? Right they're already memorized their lines. You're not going to shake a guess. Same old, same old. It's like the Hollywood Squares of lawyers we've just gone through in uh, advance of Donald Trump being indicted, right? They're all wrong. Tell me one of those lawyers, one of those analysts who were correct. No, and they're all back again. They've all been hired for a new gig. It's all Hollywood Square lawyers. Dershowitz is in the middle. Then you got Takapino who's got guaranteed forever in a day he's going to be one of those analysts, one of those lawyers, liars for hire, who could argue out of both sides of their mouth simultaneously, why would you believe a lawyer? A lawyer is trained in college, in law school, to argue one point in the affirmative and then within five seconds do a uh, flip-flop, as I would call it, or the mayor of the city of New York, the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, although he's the mayor of the illegal aliens, he would say it's a pivot and ship. It's a flip-flop. And now argue the affirmative. And they do it with passion and believability. They're liars for higher. And I got got headaches from them. I don't want to hear them anymore. So if you want to hear guests, don't listen to me. Do yourself a favor. That's why there are so many radio stations on the AM and FM dial. You have choice. But I'm not going to go down that route. Okay, let's get a guest on. Every time a guest is on, less people listen, they fall asleep in the wee hours of the morning. No, no, no. We're going to keep turbocharging you. And you better dare not fall asleep. Now, if you fall asleep at your job, hey, look, tough noogies. You know, there's always other jobs out there, right? They say, "Hey, it's very difficult to to find people." In fact, we got to create robots and AI, artificial intelligence, because people don't want to work any longer. They want to sleep all day. Well, maybe that's because they're listening to Curtis Leow well overnight. The guess you're not gonna get. I don't do get I talk to you, the people. You have more to say than any guess. You can reveal more. You're not as guarded. And politicians, they are the absolute worst guests. They speak with a seven-second sound delay. How, oh, how dare they be real? How dare they be emotional? How dare they be earthen? Oh, no, 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 no. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the rest of the way, for the next four hours, it's you and me and nobody else. And I'm not even going to Matt Blaze and Musclehead here, Ken, uh, or that uh, brown-nose back there, Alex. Alex. By the way, Alex, your news report was wrong. You know, the guy got arrested, huh? My, on my, this is what I got to deal with. Our number is one 800 848 You see, I listen to everything intently. Nothing escapes my medulla and cerebellum. This thing of ours radio is embedded within my soul. But it's important that it also be theater of the mind and be entertaining, not a constant drone. This is the way it should be. Trump is God. Biden sucks. Trump is God. Biden sucks. Oh, who the hell wants to listen to that all day? That's like some of the women I've been married to, right? I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I turn it on. Trump is God. Biden sucks. How many times can you listen to that in one day? I don't know, maybe some of you, you know, you go into the local diner, you know, you could have turkey and mash. And then you come in the next day, the waitress already knows, turkey and mash. And when's it turkey and mash? Want a little ketchup on it? Nah, I just want turkey and mash. That's not the kind of radio I do. So if you want that kind of boring radio, repetitious radio, Xerox copy radio, where the host of the hostess listened to the previous show and basically they just absorbed all those lines and they regurgitated it. No, no, that's not what you get from me. Creativity, theater of the mind, and we're going to have a little bit of fun and we're going to have belly laughs and we're going to be laughing at all these sacred, iconic figures because I don't trust any of them. At the start of my normal show, it says Curtis Lee was a politician. That is true. The first time I kissed a baby and shook a hand in running for mayor of the city of New York against Eric Adams, I became a politician. I love it when somebody does all of that. It's, I'm not a politician. Oh, no, I'm not a politician. Hey, if you got a paintbrush in your hand and you're painting the wall, you're a painter, right? Oh, but I'm not a politician. How many times have you run? Oh, but I'm not a I'm not your traditional politician. Yes, you are. And when you're a politician, you learn to lie, lie, lie. And some of you out there, you forgive the lies because you say, that's our liar. He's in our tribe. And, you know, we can understand why he, he doesn't tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you, God, because you have to fear. And let me tell you something about these guests and these politicians and everyone else. They think you're all stupid. They think you're all vapid. They believe, whether Democrat or Republican, that you forget five seconds later what you just heard. Five minutes later. Five days later. Five weeks later. Five months later. Five years later. That you're all stunard. The difference here is I trust you, the people. I don't trust politicians. Our number is one 800 848 That's 1-800-848-WABC. I notice the audience here, they're a little catatonic. You know, they listen to Dr. Sky comes on, you know. He's very entertaining. I like Dr. Sky. You see, that's the kind of talk radio needs. Entertainment. I don't need to be preached to. I want to be preached to. I'm an a and B Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month or Sundays because I don't want to be preached to. I never wanted to be preached to by my mother and father when they were alive. I certainly didn't want to be preached to going into a Roman Catholic church, and I don't want to be preached to by anybody else other than if I'm wrong. I'm humble. I need to say I was wrong. Unlike some uh, egomaniacal people in this world who need a crane to get them in and out of a room, and they'll never, ever, ever say, I was wrong. I apologize. 1 800 848 That's 1 800 848 9222. The Other
0: Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.
1: I begin my marathon of broadcasting all Easter, Passover weekend long. It has been advertised in the number one tabloid in the world, the New York Post. Easter holiday special, Curtis Slewa, all weekend long. A.M., P.M., almost 24-7, 365, as I set out to establish a new Guinness World Record of Broadcasting. One thing, clearly, whether you like me or you don't like me, whether you believe ideologically in what I say, or you just don't like the fact that I play so much music for so long, tough noogies, guess what? I would prefer to listen to the music sometimes than some of, some of what I have to say. Because I think if I were to listen a second time to what I have to say, it would put me to sleep. And remember, nobody's going to sleep until the break of dawn. Not one of you. No, 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 no. You're not doing that to me. That is the m- most massive insult that you can uh, pay to any man or woman broadcasting in this thing of ours talk radio. Our number is one 800 And I feel like I must be a champion over the next four days. That will be a total of, wow, 96 hours. And almost all of it broadcasting, in Curtis. Can I do it, ladies and gentlemen? Can I do it without hitting the meth pipe? Without doing blow cocaine? Can I do it without having uh, Adderall? Adderall. There's not enough Adderall legally that you can procure in this country. Oh, no. So you can get it on the black market like everything else in the world. Or you can get it out there in the cyber black market, right? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. With a little bit of a envelope that comes from the U.S. Postal Service or UPS or FedEx. Nobody ever checks it. Every imaginable illegal drunk can come in through the black vortex out there of illegality. And so how, pray tell, am I going to do this? I'm going to drink unsweetened Kool-Aid, right? What? Unsweetened Kool Aid, do you think that'll give me enough energy? Or should I take a five pound uh, bag of Domino Sugar and mix it with the Kool Aid huh? and get a can of tonic? And then all of a sudden drop because I'll end up having diabetes, right? And having to take shots in my tukis. But in order to make it through, what is that? 96 hours and set a new world record of broadcasting. I will be a champion. a champion my friend a champion and we'll keep on fighting
2: till the end till the end of time
1: Yes, 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 the world. A talk radio can be mine if I can make it through. Till Sunday night into Monday morning. Will I, won't I? Let's go to FanDuel and see what the over-under point spread is because there's probably guys and gals out there looking to make some scat old, some mula-schmula on this. Since you can gamble on almost everything in life now, right? I don't gamble with money. I gamble with my life. They say I'm a cat with nine lives. I've used eight of them. I got one more to spare. <laughs> All of you out there, my enemies, <laughs> you ain't going to get this, that's for sure. And there I sat in the Neptune Diner, an iconic place right where the Grand Central Parkway meets the Triborough Bridge. Oh, I will never call it the RFK Bridge, the Triborough Bridge. And I sat there, and it was, I don't know, like a Greek festival. Every Greek in Astoria was there, and they held me hostage. And they said, you, Curtis Slewa, are now venturing into the twilight zone when no broadcaster has ever gone. Four straight hours of broadcasting. And what I did was I pounded my chest, uh, just like Johnny Weissmuller, and I said, you know I'm going to do it. And I had no idea what they were drinking, the Scarpo, Scrapo, whatever they call those after-meal aperitifs. Gripple, grapple, what do they call the, the Greek after-drink aperitif? Our number is 1-800-848-WABC. Because what I do is the Curtis Lee Wood trivia. You will get no booby prize. You will just have the satisfaction of answering me because my mind has wandered and I can't seem to connect all the dots at that time. What is the after-meal aperitif? that the Greeks love to do. And then they do the Zorba, the Greek dance. It almost got that way. I felt I was surrounded by a 100 Anthony Quinns in the Neptune diner. And I said, I must go. I must take that end train. I must head into the city and then head up to the broadcasting facility of my mothership connection. And they deemed me, they said, you are like Acropolis. I said, really? Acropolis? Isn't that on every Greek diner's coffee cup, Acropolis, right? I mean, could there be a better designation than that? Because I was a champion tonight! As I ventured into the, the armpit of the cesspool of crime. That's right, Marjorie Taylor Greene was partly right about New York. And I might say that the Connecticut governor, Ned Lamont, was absolutely correct about Houston being butt-ugly. A city where there was never any zoning. A city that you could drive all day and still be in Houston. Brown, dirty, dingy. A skyscraper one minute. Followed by a triple X rated porno palace the next. And a church next to it. Where the hell was the zoning? And they made the governor, Ned Lamont, apologize for calling Houston butt ugly. It is. I've been there many times. I have guardian angels there. And then, of course, there was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Never trust anybody with three names. Never, ever, ever trust anybody with three names. But after leaving uh, the demonstration outside of the Manhattan court where Donald Trump was uh, indicted, arm-in-arm with the drag queen known as George Santos, she got quite angry at New York, and she said the following,
3: Really quick, since you were just there, but Mayor Adams described New York as, quote, his home. How did his home look? Pretty neat and tidy?
4: No, his home is disgusting. I compared it to what I called Gotham City. The streets are filthy. They're covered with people um, basically dying on drugs. They can't even stand up. They're falling over. There's so much crime in the city, I can't can't comprehend how people live there. Um, It was repulsive. It smells bad. And I just, I think it's a terrible place. You know,
1: as much as I hate this woman, she's mostly right about that. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, what would she say? We're filthy? Yes. She said we're repulsive. At times, yeah. You ever deal with a typical New Yorker? Die, die. I could be on fire in the middle of the street. They won't even urinate on me to put out the flames. And crime-ridden? Yes. Can I hear that one more time? Let me let me, let me critique this. Uh, even though I always say, never ever trust anybody with three names, Marjorie Taylor Greene.
3: Really quick, since you were just there, but Mayor Adams described New York as "quote his home." How did his home look? Pretty neat and tidy.
4: No, his home is disgusting. I compared it to what I called Gotham City. The streets are filthy. They're covered with people, um, basically dying on drugs. They can't even stand up. They're falling over. There's so much crime in the city. I can't. I can't comprehend how people live there. Um, it was repulsive. It smells bad, and I just. I think it's a terrible place.
1: It does smell bad. Who could deny that? Oh, you. Were, oh, it smells like perfume. Oh, it smells like roses. The place stinks. She's right. And, yeah, there are people laying all over the place who are like, all drugged out. She, I'd say she's two-thirds uh, uh, correct. And Connecticut Governor Ed Lamont calling Houston butt ugly. Oh, spot on. I remember I spent time right outside of these skyscrapers in Houston. Two and a half million people, largest city in the state of Texas, but liberal. Not red, and I was in Allen Parkway Village. It's a public housing project. We had the Guardian Angels there. That's why I started West Time or Lower West Time and those areas there. But Allen Parkway Village had not only African Americans but Vietnamese who had been brought over on the boat lift after yes, the last helicopter left the American Embassy under the orders of then General General Ford, the president. Vietnamese were there. And they were getting beaten up and robbed and abused. And then when I looked up at those skyscrapers and I went downtown Houston to the Greyhound bus station, and I said, man, this is an eyesore. I mean, there were guys who looked like greasy-haired pimps from uh, the uh, black exploitation films of Superfly TNT, right? And all the the honeydews along with them. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Look, I'm not going to condemn these people because they're partially right. Does New York City smell? Hell yes. When I was walking into the studios, there were rats. They were dancing the Tarantella, the horror. They come out at night. They own the city. Who owns the city at night? The rats own the city. Everybody knows that. Anyway, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Tom, the truck who is calling in from New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here, Tom.
5: Good morning, Curtis. I'm actually calling from the New York State thruway. How are you? How,
1: how, does, this, how does it sound? How, how do I sound like a... Why would you ask me how I am? I'm in a rage!
5: <laughs> and the rage has helped me get down the road this, tonight. I appreciate this. It's helped me stay awake. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm listening to you from the app because uh, once I get north, about uh, just north of Sardis, the uh, AM radio starts cutting out on me. So I went to the app, and I can listen to you all night no matter where I go.
1: Oh, good. Crystal clear. No matter where you are. You could be in Baghdad. You could be in Kabul. They're all talking about Afghanistan today. Oh. <laughs> Oh, how horrible. I mean, you could be in the middle of Kabul, surrounded by the Taliban, who are ready to chop off your head. And the last words you'll hear on your iPhone and smartphone, off your app, is me screaming, ranting, and raving. And then it's... Pff, your head gets chopped off.
5: Well, luckily, my, my route doesn't take me that far. But if I had to go that far, apparently I could still listen to you on the app. And it's, uh, that's a good thing. Technology's amazing.
1: Well, thank you. Now, uh... What kind of a load are you carrying? Is it nuclear waste? Is it sulfur? Is it some kind of toxic chemical that we can get people to lay down in the middle of the street and try to block you from your point of entry?
5: Well, I don't know if you know anything about the trucking industry, but it's called LTL, less than a trailer load. So a bunch of uh, mixed um, shipments on this trailer going up to Albany, New York. And then from Albany, I go over to uh, Connecticut. And then back to New Jersey, I do that every night. But today, I um, had some contractors at the house, and I didn't get very much sleep. But uh, I thought that you were filling in for the uh, Frank Murano guy, who usually puts me to sleep. So I, instead of calling it sick, I said, I've got Curtis to uh, lean on tonight, and I'll be able to make my shift.
1: Now, I must tell you that originally, uh, the overnight show at the old WABC was some kind of a syndicated show by Cumulus. That had two guys, Heckle and Jekyll, who agreed on everything, and they call it a Trucker Show. What the hell was the name of that show? What was that Trucker Show? How come you're not listening to that
5: Trucker Show? Well, because they're not as near as entertaining as you are. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't even have to get a cup of cool tea when I listen to you because uh, uh, you just you just charge me up, and I appreciate it. Just let just. Let you know that um, for the rest of the night, I'll be leaning on you, turning up that radio, and and getting my shift done.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you, Tom the Trucker. He said it all, right? My job is high octane to keep you pumping and jumping. Hey, they took a shot at Frank Morano, right? Hey, look, different style, different style. He's got a lot of guests. And uh, then they got that trucker show. What the hell was that, red-eye, red-eye nonsense? Maybe the most boring show I've ever heard in my life. I used to slit my wrists when I would be forced to listen to that. Two, two guys, they, they agree on everything. And they give you a trucker's report about guys who are stuck on from Reno to Lake Tahoe because they didn't put the chains on. And all of a sudden, the California state troopers are calling an emergency. Like, I need to hear that in the, break, in the hours leading to the break of dawn. Oh, yeah, but, oh, for the truckers. We've got to do it for the truckers. Well, they might as well play the Grateful Dead, right? Now, one, two, three, rubber ducky, right? Whatever happened to the CB guys, right? Oh, the CB guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that was the Rage one time? And then they pull in a Hunts Point, right? They pull in a Hunts Point right now. Hunts Point to Bronx has the largest warehouses and are distributors for meat, poultry, fish, fresh fruits, and vegetables in the world. And as they're pulling in their 18-wheel tractor trailers, they're coming in off the Deegan or the Bruckner Expressway after getting ripped off coming over the George Washington Bridge by the Port Authority. And then it's hooker hell as they're queued up to drop their loads so that they can go back to Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. These hookers come out of everyone. I don't know if they're men, women, or frozen vegetables. I don't know if they're non-binary. I don't know if they even know what sexuality they are. But remember what the rules and regulations are, little boys and girls, that you can be whatever you say you are and that everybody must respect it. There are 72 sexual gender identifications. You could be asexual one minute. That means you don't ever desire sex. And the next day you decide I'm polyamorous and you must be respected. As freaky deaky as it is, as mind boggling as it is, you can be anybody you want to be. And anatomically, it doesn't have to match. You can do sachet three snaps up, and all of a sudden, you whip out your schlong, a hose. And people say, what the hell is that? That's a she-male, right? A male she? Nope, you can't say that. Wash your mouth out with Barakso soap, with Felsnaptha soap. Oh, yeah, a Rokish, if you happen to be kosher. This is crazy. And I'm on a mission, and the mission has been laid out in the New York Post full-page ad. Each the holiday special, courtesy, Lee will all weekend long, ninety-six hours. I will establish a new Guinness World Record of broadcasting, talking myself, if necessary, to myself every step of the
0: way. The other side of midnight. midnight. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.
2: Animal crackers in my soup. Monkeys and rabbits loop the loop. Gosh, oh gee, but I have fun swallowing animals one by one. In every bowl of soup I see lions and tigers watching me. I make them jump right through a hoop.
1: People don't realize when radio was gold, when there was no TV, where people would just fossilize in front of TV as they do now. How many of them sit in their lazy boy easy chair or their Castro convertible and they stare vapidly into the tube and all of a sudden... There was a day and age where there was no TV. And radio was the box that had the entertainment. And do you realize for a while there, the top radio star and entertainer was Shirley Temple? Shirley Temple, oh yeah. With songs like this. And not only kids, but adults. Would gather around that box and would listen to Shirley Temple sing about animal crackers in her soup. And then, naturally, the next step was to get the eggs. We'd have to take a reverse mortgage and a payday loan to afford a dozen eggs now. And then it would be time to color the eggs for Easter. Oh. And you knew right away that a person was a transgender, by the way. They were coloring their eggs, right? In fact, you know what I said when I used to get my Carvel cones? I used to be a two-fisted Carvel cone guy. No rainbow sprinkles. That's not manly. But I didn't want any sprinkles. Anyway, no brown sprinkles. Now, I'm not a brown nose like Alec, the producer. Alec is his name, right? Yeah, Alec. I want my cone with no sprinkles. That's a man's man. Those were the simpler days. You know, you had eggs, right? Except if you happen to be wealthy and very rich and live up in Greenwich, you know, where you had a... A gate that would stop you from coming off the New England Thruway. It was a gated community. A select man would stand there in his lime green jacket and his white shoes, and he would say, You, you're, you're, you're indigent, you're poor. Look at your rent wreck Look look, look at what you're driving. You're not permitted to come into Greenwich because we're having an Easter egg roll with Fabergé eggs, the Tsar and Tsarina's Fabergé eggs. The little children learn very quickly that it's so good to be wealthy and affluent. We don't have them picking up those double AAs or single A uh, eggs or whatever. Imagine in Greenwich on this Sunday. Greenwich, Connecticut, one of the wealthiest areas in America. They have an Easter egg hunt and an Easter egg roll with czar eggs and czarina eggs. That's right, the Fabergé eggs. Oh, let me hear that. Let me hear that. Oh, yes.
2: like a
1: with oh.
2: animal crackers in my soup. Right, how many
1: of you right now, you're getting hungry, famished for animal crackers, right? I mean, animal crackers were good. You could have them with milk. You could put them in your soup. They were just so functional. They had all the P.T. Barnum animals from the circus. You know, those animals that they don't have anymore, like... Tigers and lions and bears, oh my. Tigers and lions and bears, oh my. Tigers and lions and bears, oh my. And certainly not elephants, right? And then, just uh, 24 hours ago, the owner and operator of our mothership connection, John Katsimatidis, had this to say about my marathon attempt to break the world's record of longest lasting radio broadcasts ever. In the history of this medium of ours, whether it was invented by the Italian Marconi, that's what I say, or the Serbian Tesla.
6: Curtis is going for the record. Oh, Cur- Curtis is the one going for the record. For the record,
7: okay. Well, well, when when the big when the bosses, the both of you, when you guys put in the hours that you
6: do, I gotta a, it's be. It's a here. little
8: unfair advantage for Curtis because he kind of lives here too.
6: <laughs> Curtis is going to be on this weekend, uh, uh, tomorrow night, all day f- uh, Friday. Friday night, how do you feel? Thursday night, Friday morning. Yep. Saturday night, Sunday night, S- Sunday day. That's right. Monday. I mean, I figure I lose track. And why is I that? I mean, you, you can't dial WABC on the weekend without hearing Curtis. That's right, because we keep it live, right? Live John? and local, always live. And and live you and know local. the one thing Curtis does? I'm listening to him at three o'clock in the morning. I hear him yelling. Don't you dare fall asleep. <laughs> don't you dare fall asleep. He won't let you fall asleep. This
8: <laughs> great. We've actually had uh, listeners right and say, tell them to stop because I got to
1: sleep. <laughs> right,
7: right. Literally.
1: No. No, 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 you don't. There'll be plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Let me tell you, what do you do when you're dead? Come on. Let's be honest, right? For the orthodox out there, they throw you into the sheet. They throw you right into the ground. Boom. Dirt beds. For the rest, you know, they got to the wake. People come by. They look at you in the casket. They say, oh, she looks so much better in death than she did in life. Boy, that mortician did such a wonderful job. What the hell are you talking about? And they give you half shoes, a half dress, a half suit. Then they fold your arms, right? They put in whatever you, uh, you know, was your favorite thing your little teddy bear, you know, like... Like the King of England now, Charles, he has a little teddy bear wherever he goes. <sighs> like, well, I my teddy bear. And they close the casket. And if you happen to be crooked and nefarious in your life, and a deadbeat and a slacker and a nor do well, then we got to find a black and decker power drill to drill you into the ground in a cemetery. Or maybe you're going to be put in a mausoleum, huh? Nice big mausoleum. Looked like a plantation up there, in woodlawn, the woodlawn cemetery. The size of plantations. Or maybe it's ashes to ashes and dust to dust, and all of a sudden you get cremated. And they put your remains in an urn. And now it's up there over the fireplace... And all of a sudden you see your wife is with a new man and all of a sudden she's having the urge to merge and you want to yell out of that earth. what the hell are you doing? They put it right there, right there in the fireplace. And they don't think you can see what's going on, but I know you can see. So whether it's ashes to ashes, whether you're Mr. Big Stuff, who do you think you are in a mausoleum? Whether you take a dirt bath, it's over. You sleep in perpetuity. Oh, they say, oh, but, you know, the resurrection, you know, the Mashiach's coming back. Really? Really. How many fake Mashiachs have there been? There's a guy now who claimed to all of his followers that in one year's time he was going to return. Guess what? They're still waiting for him. They'll be waiting a month of Sundays come on once it once it slides out it slides out although I will tell you my wife Nancy she wants to do a Ted Williams to me yeah she wants to find that joint in Arizona or wherever it is where they chop your head off and they freeze you and then it can, and then if in the future they find the sort of anatomical parts that are like uh replaceable They sew your head back on your head, you get all new body parts, and you're like a bionic man. I told her, I'd rather not do that. Really, don't chop my head off and stick me in a meat locker for the rest of, for the ends of time. Then she said, how would you like to be stuffed? You know, like they stuff a moose or a deer. How about we stuff you and then put you in a chair... And we have like 18 rescue cats at home. And the cats can sit on your lap. They can sit on your shoulders. You'll be stuffed. And I'm scratching my head and saying, do I really want to be stuffed? I mean, I realize it's a possibility. You know, maybe they put me in a wax museum, you know. Or maybe they put me at a target practice range for all my enemies who survived me, who just want to use me for target practice. I mean, these are the things that I sit around and think about from time to time when I'm not sleeping. What do you accomplish when you sleep? I mean, what do you accomplish when you sleep? I know there are going to be doctors out there who say, well, you need sleep to regenerate. Uh, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But it's when you're wide awake and bushy tailed that your mind begins to wander and you think about ridiculous things like that. What's it going to be like when I'm in that box and they put me down in the hole and they start throwing flowers on me, right? And then each person takes a little shovel of dirt and puts it in. Am I even going to know what the hell is going on? And then they put me in with a whole bunch of other boxes that by then are all wormy. And my God, they, the rats work their way in. Do I really want to be in a hole. With a whole bunch of other boxes that are containing skeletons at that point. What do I want to be? I want my ashes in an urn. And then all of a sudden. What? What are you doing with that man? You said you were loyal to me and me alone. And that you would never have another lover in the rest of your life. What are you doing on that couch? Me, I oh, they put you in all the worst places. What does my wife want to do? She wants to stuff me. Like a stuffed bear, like a stuffed moose. But she wants to Ted Williams me. What is that? They call it cryonic uh, embalming. Yeah, how about embalming me like a cadaver in formaldehyde? Just put me in a whole vat of formaldehyde. But make sure that you sew on my red beret and my red sateen jacket, right? I mean, these are things that you think about when you, when you go back in a time machine. When all of a sudden you realize at one point you were a child and you thought you would live forever. And then as you get older and older, you realize, hey, every day, right? Come on, guys, you read the obituary page every day and you say, that guy is my age. What did he die from? Right? And you're like, whoa, I survived that. I know what it's like, ladies and gentlemen. I know what it's like to dodge the Grim Reaper. How many times has the Grim Reaper come for me and he put his hands around my throat? Hey, take it! Not yet. Not yet. I'm a cat with nine lives. I've used eight of them. See, you're not going to get talk radio like this from anybody else because this is borderline psychotic. This is on the edge. You can say, sleep was schizophrenic. Or you can say, oh my God, he has opened up my mind to a whole new way of thinking. And one thing I promise, I won't go to sleep until the break of dawn.
0: This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank
2: Marano.
1: Away, suddenly he has discovered religion like a lot of my colleagues. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I. Passover. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, Good Friday. I gotta be off. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, they're real religious. Real religious. Whereas I just tell you straight up, I'm an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday, then you don't see me for a month or Sunday. So, I am on the radio. According to the New York Post today, owners and operators of my Mothership Connection, WABC, full-page ad, Curtis were well, all weekend long, I am setting a world Guinness record for broadcasting uh, almost uh, a full 96 hours. And they say, how can you talk that much? Hey, I'm a male Yenta. I talk, I talk, I talk, I talk. But then again, ladies and gentlemen, I've been listening to talk this whole week. Talk radio, talk TV, talk, 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 talk. And I am of the impression after listening to so many callers that there's, there's the Trinity, right? There's the Trinity. There's God the Father. We still haven't established who God the Father is. You notice how they told us God the Father. We said, well, who's God the Father? You don't need to know. The person you need to know is Jesus who died on that cross for your sins. Jesus! And what about uh, the Holy Spirit, right? used to be the Holy Ghost. And then they changed his name, right? It's like, wait, he was the Holy Ghost. Oh, no. You know, we got to call him the Holy Spirit now. But is that the same person you asked too many questions? So what I'm going to do now, because I don't know who God the Father is. Is it the um, is it the, the God of the Old Testament? And that's why J.C. is the God in the New Testament. I am very confused. So I'm going to create a new Trinity Troika trifecta here. We have J.C., Jesus Christ. We all know who he is, right? Uh, The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, whatever. Uh, You believe in ghosts, right? Okay, we got to. God the Father, after listening to hours of talk radio and talk TV, it's Donald Trump. There's no doubt as I've listened to caller after caller somehow equate the uh, inquisition that he has undergone at the hands of the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg as being Christ-like. Now, many people will caution you and say, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is a perfect person like Christ. But can't you see some of the Christ-like adaptations that have been occurring. Can't you equate the two? Like Marjorie Taylor Greene again, I never trust anybody with three names, but she said he is the perfect man.
4: President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. um, And I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, He's done everything right.
1: He's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right. Can you get any closer to perfection as a human being, I ask any of you out there? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Would she be the Mary Madeline figure at the Last Supper, I ask all of you? We're going to get into that later on. But then there was a cacophony of mostly women, actually, calling up all week long, making the Christ-like comparisons. Trump d j t like mlk like jfk is jesus
9: christ for catholics this is the 40 days of lent that commemorates the 40 days that jesus spent in the desert uh during that time he was tempted by the enemy who most people call the devil i don't even like to use the d word um while he was waiting for his crucifixion and then to rise um the, the Bible at Mass during Lent focuses on the 40 days. It's from the Book of Wisdom, those that they they find people to be obnoxious that are talking about morals uh, and issues and turning away from sinfulness. And I'm equating this to what they're doing to Donald Trump. I'm By no means am I saying that he it belongs to be kept in the same company as Jesus. But the actions and the behaviors Mm -hmm. toward him Mm -hmm. and, as Donald Trump said, toward his supporters, Mm. they're being attacked. We are all being attacked. Donald Trump is not the only one. We need to pray for our country, and we need to pray for President Donald John Trump.
1: Padre filio spiritu santo. I have the chalice here with the incense. As I bless all of you who listen, whether you like Trump or you hate Trump or you're somewhat indifferent, Padre Filius Spiritus we are in our holy week. Those of you who observe Passover, which, remember, the Last Supper was a Passover Seder. To those of you who are engrossed, like Mel Gibson was, with the crucifixion, on Good Friday where Jews start hiding, wondering will we Gentiles have flashbacks and then it's another pogrom? Remember it's in our DNA. Remember during the Reformation when Roman Catholics were battling Protestants over whose Jesus Christ was the perfect Jesus Christ? They killed hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. But they had to practice on somebody in between. So they conducted pogroms against Jews. And then they attacked one another viciously because the Catholics believed in the crucifix. Yes, they believed. More so in the crucifixion, Protestants, in the resurrection of Easter Sunday. And over that, they killed millions of people. But let me calm down. Padre filium Spiritus Santa. So that statement was uh, made by, I believe, a woman named Jacqueline, right? Yes, a religious soul. But then it was trumpeted by others who were soon to follow in a cascading tribute to DJT, Donald
10: Trump I am just sick to my stomach to see the greatest president in my lifetime and I'm no spring chicken um, in that courtroom today. How terrible. Uh, It reminds me of the story of Jesus and how Jesus sacrificed himself for the rest of us. And I feel like that is what Donald Trump is doing for all of us
1: today. I can imagine Donald Trump up on that cross. Sacrificing himself for our sins so that the stain of original sin would be removed from our souls. No, he would not do that. Hell no, he wouldn't do that. Are you people freaking crazy? Yeah, well, maybe as crazy as I am. But Trump reminded her and so many others of the story of Jesus and caller after caller during this Holy Week agreed. They put their palms down and they said, yes, he truly is divine.
9: Any coincidence that this is Holy Week? We all know another famous figure was prosecuted by the highest court in the land and found guilty of doing what? Nothing. Does it feel like a slap in the face? Yes, it does. And Judeo-Christian beliefs are on the chopping block. Ah, oh,
1: on the chopping block. And then with this cacophony, with this chorus of adulation about Donald J. Trump in Christ-like proportions. There came that statement that righteousness would prevail. Righteousness would prevail.
9: Makes me so emotional to be able to speak out and say that we will prevail. Righteous will prevail.
1: Righteous will prevail. It took this blind man to sing hallelujah, hallelujah, in the manner that only he can. Stir our souls and stir our spirit, Bocelli. Hallelujah! 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 with that crescendo of song and festival. We recognize that although we are awaiting the return of the Mashiach so that life can be eternal, we are waiting, waiting, Armageddon, right? We're waiting when the world will officially come to an end and we, like lambs, will lay down in heaven. And those of us who are like lions and want to rip apart the lambs will be sent right into the bowels of hell. And while all of this adulation was taking place, all of this celebration, woman after woman after woman... Whether she was Marjorie Taylor Greene or Stormy Daniels or Mary Magdalene, they were paying tribute to Donald Trump. Well, maybe not so much Stormy Daniels, who claimed that she had sex without a condom with the Donald. Bad, bad. And that his male phallic symbol resembled a mushroom. Oh, very bad, very bad but we don't know what God-like figures have as part of their anatomical structure. I know when I went to the Vatican and I looked at all the statues, the male phallic symbols had been removed. Why? Oh, why? They were like gildings. And then I was told that upstairs... There was a room of relics. And all those male phallic symbols that at one time had been part of the statues had been removed and put into a drawer. So that some creepy, perverted purveyor of this could open up the drawer every day. And look at that. Freaks. And I said to the curator, what happened to the guy's anatomy? These statues well, of males, what happened to that three-piece set? Shh. Padre filium spiritus and. And I was excommunicated from the Vatican, kicked out, expelled, told never to return again. And as I screamed at the top of my lungs, If I were an illegal alien, would you allow me in? Hell no. Swiss God, remove this heathen. Remove him. And I was cast into the streets of Rome. By the way, one of the dirtiest cities in the world. Garbage everywhere. Rats, mice, rodents. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, you shouldn't say that about Rome. It's true! But when we return after this cacophony of women throwing themselves at Donald J. Trump as if he were Jesus Christ Superstar, An evil ogre emerged from Forest Hills. Dastardly, wicked. And immediately, it was Satan who spoke. When we return, you will hear from the belly of the beast. A man who so tortured the image of Donald Trump that I think some of you will never be able to recover from what he said.
0: Other side of midnight with Frank Morano. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Frank Morano.
1: My damn massage hurry up with my damn massage get the Porsche out the damn garage I am a God even though I'm a man of God my whole life in the hand of God so y'all better quit playing with God soon as they like you make them, you. them, make
11: them will,
1: Kanye, like you we will Kanye we won play with God by the way Kanye apparently has found one Jew that he likes out there who's that actor that he said oh he, he's a Jew uh, it's okay I guess Jews are okay But Kanye sat at that table and enjoyed a meal with Donald Trump. Remember at Mar-a-Lago, even Bibi in Israel, engulfed in all kinds of controversy, said, that was bad, Donald Trump. That was bad. But Donald J. Trump, as close to Christ-like as you could get, Used the words of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, not my mayor. And said I was trying to mentor Kanye West. That screwball, that crackpot, that uh, nut job. I wonder if Kanye West would sit at the Last Supper dinner table. Right, We're going to discuss that in the next segment. Yeah, see, Kanye, that's that's evil. eh? Lurking in the belly of the beast, Kanye. The anti-Semitism that that just surged forward. But anyway, let's flip the script. And it leads us to the man who busted everybody's bubble about the Christ-like implications of what Donald Trump was going through when he walked into that Manhattan courtroom And the indictment was unsealed. 34 counts dropped right on his head by the Pharisees. Yes, Alvin Bragg and the Attorney General of the State of New York, Tish James, who know only the word Trump. They want to prosecute him. They want to sue him. They want to go after his family, his holdings, his businesses. They are obsessed with Trump. Just like the Pharisees said, to punch his pilot, we don't want Barabbas, the murderer, the robber, the thief, the home invader. We want Jesus Christ, at least according to Mel Gibson. Right? Boy, was that a weird film. But anyway, I digress. So let's go to the man who just busted everybody's bubble about the Christ-like implications of what Donald J. Trump was going through.
8: The comments made by the two women about comparing Donald Trump to Christ is absolutely a damn joke. How, you know, well, well how, give me a break, okay? Let's get something straight. Donald, uh, Jesus Christ didn't lie. Jesus Christ didn't fool around with Mary Magdalene. Jesus Christ loved everyone. He didn't, Jesus Christ never took a dime from the Romans. Jesus Christ was the complete honest person. And then we have Danny from Florida, different character
11: altogether.
1: Ah. What happened to my monk chant? Bury that devil Kanye West. You are Diablo Kanye. Go hang out with the other anti-Semite, Kyrie Irving, down in Dallas, huh? Could I could I hear Stan again, at that initial cut, because he broke the hearts of so many of our women listeners who believe that Donald J. Trump was Christ-like.
8: The comments made by the two women about comparing Donald Trump to Christ is absolutely a damn joke. How, you know, well, well how, give me a break, okay? Let's get something straight. Donald, uh... Jesus Christ didn't lie. Jesus Christ didn't fool around with Mary Magdalene. Jesus Christ loved everyone. He didn't, Jesus Christ never took a dime from the Romans. Jesus Christ was the complete, honest person. And then we have Donnie from Florida. Different character altogether.
1: I like that. Donnie from Florida. Positive, feeling, spirit, to something. But this torrent of criticism... It was almost as if it was coming from the belly of the beast of a man named Stan in Forest Hills. Truly, he was a Christ-hater. Stan, if you're out there, you better be hiding under your castro convertible. You're Don't come out. Gentiles like me may have flashbacks and all of a sudden declare a pogrom against you. Don't come out. Hide. But he continued. Incessantly, he continued.
8: Let's get something straight about Donald Trump. The only person he likes is the guy in the mirror. He doesn't give a damn about the American people. Never That's has, not true. Nev- that is exactly <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. he, Duvall, he ran that election. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he lost. He has lied consistently. This case, Wait a
7: minute. I Wait don't want to talk it's, about the whole
1: election stuff. I because- agree with you. Padre, Filius, Spiritu Santo. And that every devil needs a partner in their demonic ways. And standing outside across the barriers where Marjorie Taylor Greene was with her very best friend in the world. I don't know if they're BFs, right? You think so? George Santos, the drag queen, for three years he tried, he tried. But just never succeeded in becoming Miss Drag Queen, Rio de Janeiro, for the annual carnival. He tried, though. Three snaps up, right, George? And your BF, right, your best friends with Marjorie Taylor Greene, but on the opposite side were the screaming banshees, the jackals, the hyenas of the far left of the socialists. Led by Jumani Williams and a man named Jamal Bowman, who said this was the day of reckoning that they were waiting for with Donald
12: J. Trump. You know, America needs a reckoning, and I think Trump is essential to that reckoning.
1: A reckoning. Padre, Spiritu. This is the Reformation, ladies and gentlemen. Although it may not have a religious orientation as it did centuries ago, Protestants versus Catholics slaughtering each other by the hundreds of thousands. No, this is a political ideological battle. Remember Marjorie Taylor Greene said everybody should vacate the north and head south if you want to be red. And Jamal Bowman said, this is America's Day of Reckoning. So if you happen to be blue, go north of the Mason-Dixon line. Divide this country. Like bloods and crips, like jets and sharks in West Side, they would like to separate us, and they would like the battle to be waged around the Joan of Arc of our lifetime." Oh, anatomically, he's not Joan of Arc, but he is Donald J. Trump. With Christ-like proportions, spiritually guided, no doubt, by God the Father, who maybe is Hashem, who knows. But the man is perfect. Could I hear that Marjorie Taylor Greene in which she said, he's perfect in every way. Perfect in every way that's 13 13 13 13 13.
4: president trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today um nelson mandela was arrested served time in prison jesus jesus was arrested and murdered by the roman government there have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical corrupt governments and it's beginning today in new york city um and i just can't believe it's happening but i'll always support him he's done nothing wrong he's he's done everything right
1: he's done nothing wrong he's done everything right has there ever been a more perfect person? Well, let's think. this. the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer who said that he had a perfect SAT score. So did Elliot Spitzer, you know, the, <laughs> the man who loved to transport prostitutes across state lines for the purposes of prostitution, wearing these socks. He also declared himself to have perfect SAT scores. You know, it's harder to find out somebody's SAT scores than to find a birth certificate. Right, Donald Trump? Are you still looking for Barack Obama's birth certificate in Indonesia or Kenya? Padre filium spiritu santa. In this holy week in which I am establishing a new Guinness Book of World Records for broadcasting... I have been driven to believe that there are some religious analogies here. And in the next hour, I want you to scratch your medulla and cerebellum and we're going to put together the persons sitting at the Last Supper. But in modern day, with Jesus Christ, a.k.a. Donald Trump, sitting at the table and all 12 apostles and Mary Magdalene question is, who would those apostles be? Who would be the modern day Mary Magdalene? And haven't we all settled in talk radio land and talk TV land that although Donald J. Trump is not perfect, he's as Christ-like as any human being could ever, ever. going to sleep. Oh, no. To the break of dawn. Now, I got to give credit where credit is due to D. Snyder of Twisted Sister, because he has said this classic ballad of his, we're not going to take it anymore, can be used by any group. Donald Trump used it as a theme song still does at his rallies. He says, I don't agree with Trump, but no, he can use it. And recently, those who stormed into the legislative building in Tennessee because they wanted gun control. They were not Second Amendment people like Charlton Heston. You'll have, to, you'll have to pull that gun out of my cold, dead hands. No. Two of the black legislators were excommunicated, kicked out of the legislature today. But the white woman survived. And right away they'd say, ah, you see, the two black guys got excommunicated. But not the white woman. Hmm, what does that mean? Nothing as far as I am concerned, right? But think about how crazy this gets. And D Schneider of Twisted Sister said, hey, if the uh, gun control advocates who stormed the uh, state capitol in Tennessee want to use We're Not Gonna Take It Anymore as a theme song, they could do it too. I mean, imagine this. You could be at two separate rallies, Second Amendment folks and gun control folks, and both of them playing We're Not Gonna Take It Anymore with D. Snider and Twisted Sister. We're not
2: gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it.
1: We're not gonna take it anymore. So good. And he's not threatening to sue any parties who use this song. That's the, that's the right kind of attitude. It's a great song. could apply to many different causes. And why not have the people who show up at rallies actually be able to jiggle wiggle to a good tune? Instead of having these, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. There's a whole legion of people out there. Ten people for every one citizen. And they practice their own form of martial art every day. It's called I Sue. Lawyers. And they have everybody just imprisoned in fear. Oh, no, I'm going to be sued. Well, you got no money anyway. What are you worried about, right? Most Americans, you live paycheck to paycheck. Oh, but I might be sued. So what? Let them sue you. It's people with wealth and equity. They're the ones got to worry. They got big pockets. And anyway, speaking of big pockets, just about 24 hours ago, I woke up to a full-page ad in the New York Post talking about the Easter holiday, super spectacular, which engaged in you being forced to listen to Curtis Lee all weekend long. It's like almost 96 hours of broadcasting in and out. As stated by the owner and operator of the largest news talk station in the nation, in the world, John. Catch Matias.
6: Curtis is going
7: for the record. Oh, Kurt, Curtis is the one going for the record. For the record. Okay. Well, well. When when the big when the bosses, the both of you, when you guys put in the hours that you do, that I gotta a, it's be a here. It's a little
8: unfair advantage for Curtis because he kind of lives here too. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis
6: is going to be on this weekend. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, all day uh, Friday. Friday night. How do you fear? Well, Thursday night, Friday morning. Yep. Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday day. That's right. Monday. I mean, I think I lose track. And why is that? I mean, you you can't dial WABC on the weekend without hearing Curtis. That's right. Because we keep it live, right? Live and local. Always live. Live and local. You know, the one thing Curtis does, I'm listening to him at 3 o'clock in the morning, I hear him yelling. Don't you dare fall asleep. <laughs> Don't you dare fall asleep. He won't let you fall asleep. It's great. We've
8: actually had uh, listeners, right, and say, tell them to stop because I got to sleep. <laughs> right, right, literally.
1: I was at St. Francis of Assisi Church. Oh, yes, the Roman Catholic Church in Astoria tonight. A lot of the older women were coming out. You know, it's Good Thursday. I didn't see any men coming out of the church. It's like, man, they don't even go to church anymore. And I was going in, and I thought I'd be hit by lightning because, as you know, I am an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. And there I was on 21st Avenue walking into St. Francis of Assisi. And the reason I did, because that's the patron saint of animals. Remember, he gave up all of his worldly wealth, and he had been birthed into a very wealthy community. And St. Francis of Assisi was the patron saint of all the animals. And you know how much I and my wife, Nancy, adore animals. We consider them our equals. They are our family members. But when I walked into that church, a beautiful church, right there in the heart of Historia. and I thought about it, I remember there was that story in Italy where there was a wolf that was on the prowl and it was attacking townspeople in the highlands. In fact, my grandfather, Fidela Bianchino, told me this. The man could not read, could not write. But just like in ancient civilizations, the way they conveyed morals, like Aesop's fables, a story would be in telling these wonderful stories. And he told me about St. Francis of Assisi. He said, "Wanya." Fatali fatatu, which means shut up. You know, what do you know? You're a kid. Listen. And he told me that St. Francis Assisi, after giving up all of his worldly wealth, had heard these villagers complaining about a wolf in the highlands that was terrorizing, terrorizing them, terrorizing their sheep, and just making life miserable. And so St. Francis of Assisi decided to ascend into the hills And he saw the wolf, and the wolf was famished. And he said, Townspeople, what this wolf needs is if you feed the wolf, if you actually befriend the wolf and feed him, he will not attack the townspeople. And they thought he was mad, out of his mind, schizophrenic. And he walked from the highlands down the hills into the town the wolf was side by side with St. Francis of Assisi, Padre Filius Spiritu Santo. Maybe that's why I ended up marrying Nancy, whose nickname is Lone Wolf One, who oftentimes, when there's a full moon, will go into the center of Central Park and begin baying to the moon. Yeah. And then when there was a coyote loose, right, that somehow had found its way down from Westchester, how, I have no idea. She had me out there in 3, 4 in the morning. She said, these are coyote tracks. I said, how do you know they're coyote tracks? Could be dog tracks. She go, they're coyote tracks. Oh, okay, okay. If you say so. But that's why I spent time in that church of St. Francis Assisi. I said, yeah, yep, we've come full circle. As Mahatma Gandhi said many, many decades ago, a society that does not take care of its animals will not take care of its people. And just look all about us. You know, what Marjorie Taylor Greene said was partly correct. We live in a city that is dirty, that smells, that has men and women passed out on the streets, some of them emotionally disturbed, some of them homeless, some of them drug addicts. And so everybody right away wanted to beat up on her. Well, look, I'm a New Yorker, right? What she said was mostly true. You gotta deal with reality. But I was so glad that lightning did not strike me for walking in that church. Since I only go to church to get my ashes on Wednesday, and my palms. This past Sunday. Our number is one 9222 It's one 848 eight. W A B. Oh, oh, yeah! Hey, are you kidding? This is our mothership. It's the greatest station in the world, WABC. And if they don't like it down the line, tough noogies. Oh, excuse me. We continue on. Maybe the sea will part for me like it did for Moses. By the way, maybe the Jews can explain to me out there why it is that we Christians, everything is truncated. Jesus was in the desert, right, for 40 days. The Jews were lost for 40 years. When Moses went up to the burning bush to get the commandments, there were like 2,842 commandments. When the Christians saw it, they said, too much to remember. We'll truncate it down to 10 commandments. See, Christians are great at truncating Jews. They like to dive in. They like to read the Torah, the Talmud, backwards, forwards, forwards. Christians, it's like, give me a little pamphlet, watchtower, you know, a few pages here. Maybe I'll become a Jehovah Witness. Make it easy for me. It's like easy pass. The Jews make everything so difficult. Anyway, let's finally go to the phones here. I've kept people waiting far too long with my rantings and ravings. Let's go to Roger calling in Rockland. Your turn to be heard here, Roger.
12: Hey, how you doing, Curtis? Um, we've met many times in the campaign trail with you and Vicky Palladino back in the day. And uh, I am proudly from Astoria and St. Francis of Assisi is my parish. Uh, I graduated from there in 1976. And um, you've had me cracking up for like the longest time tonight because there's so many like things that are so relatable because I've, I've known you. I've met you. I love the fact that you say, you know, I'm not going to lie that I'm now a politician. But you really aren't a true politician. You're you're just a great American and a great New Yorker. And I really enjoy listening to you. And I have to say one major thing that's like I do like Sid a lot. But his espousing of uh, Swagger Man With No Plan really – Annoys me on a on a daily basis. Uh, uh, you, wait a second, how are you?
1: Roger. Roger, how are let, me, you, sir? let me ask you a question. Did you? Yes. How long yes. did you go to St. Francis of Assisi there on Twenty First Avenue in that story? How long did you go to that great church? How long?
12: I I grew up down the block on Forty Sixth Street, right by Ditmars Boulevard. Where you, uh, you have the, and you talked about Neptune Diner as well, which is great. <sighs> but I, w- I went to school. I went to school for eight years. I, I, right, I, I so went now, there my entire. Did you went the Holy Cross High School in Queens? In, okay. in, uh, Francis Francis
1: like, Lewis Boulevard, our own uh, <laughs> El Presidente of Red Apple Media, Chad Lopez,
12: a absolutely honored
1: graduate <laughs> of Holy Cross. But let me get back to the confessional. Yeah, did go you go to confession on Saturday?
12: I I went to confession on a pretty quote religious basis and. Um, well let me ask
1: you let me ask you a question because Roger, it's been a month of Sundays since I've been in confession, and they say before you die, you must confess to all your sins or you will burn in hell. Uh, Roger, Roger, I, I cannot I cannot find enough priests. They would have to almost have a relay of listening to me because I would start with my index cards. I was trained to as a Young boy by my mother to write all the violations down first that you have to acknowledge. Then all the venial sins, which is like, okay, uh, mezza, mezza, poco, poco. And then all the mortal sins. And even when I sat there as a little child and I was in St. Matthew's Elementary School, I need my monk music, please, because I I liked the, the nuns. I never liked the priests. The nun would say to me, Curtis, what are you writing on that piece of paper? And remember, you had to put JMJ at the top, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And you had to put your own column on the side there. You know, you had to put it there. And I would say, uh, Sister Ruth, do you really want to know? She said, yeah. These are all the people I'd like to kill. She said, now, Curtis, you... You don't really want to kill them. I said, yeah, I really do. I probably won't. She goes, you know, that's a mortal sin to even think that. And I never really took that seriously until I read the Playboy interview with Jimmy Carter, then president. The first evangelical president was a Democrat, not a Republican, who as a strict Southern Baptist, who until he just recently went into hospice would teach. Bible class in Plains, Georgia on Sunday mornings. He said to even think of sex outside of marriage was a sin. So what Donald Trump did, although he's now in denial, you know, Stormy Daniels and the other uh, woman, Bill Clinton uh, with Monica Lewinsky and God only knows how many others, that, uh, The true path would be to have to acknowledge that. Because if you didn't acknowledge that stain on the dress, oh, my God. It didn't matter how many Bibles that Bill Clinton would carry and get double hernias carrying them to and from, like, as if he was going to read the Bible. Yeah, right. Although I want to applaud Marriott, which owns one of the largest hotel operations in the world. It's Mormon-run. When you go to a Marriott hotel to sin, they have two Bibles in the drawer. One is the King James Version for the non-Mormons, and then there's the Mormon Bible. Whenever I've been to the Marriott Hotel after I had sinned, I read both Bibles. I figured, I, you know, it's like an insurance policy in case, uh, you know, J.C. ain't listening to me because he's upset. Maybe the Church of the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, and Mitt Romney wearing his underwear that takes like an hour to put on. I mean, hey, look, whatever floats your boat, pal, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But thank God for Marriott having two Bibles so that you could wash away your sins. Either the St. James Bible Way or the Mormon Bible Way. Thank God for Marriott. Because in know all those no-tell motels. Do you think in a Super 8, do you think in a Motel 6 that they have a Bible there when you sin? Of course not. But Marriott provides you two ways to cleanse your soul. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for Donnie Osman and his sister and the Osmond Brothers and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Salt Lake City. Oh, by the way, you know, Salt Lake is like drying up. It's like soon going to be no lake there. Man, what is Salt Lake City without the Salt Lake? Boring. Tell you that's what Salt Lake City boring. Could I have a could I have a cup of co- Coca Cola? You know, caffeinated? No, no, we can't serve you a caffeinated drink. Coca Cola Pepsi? No, sorry. Yeah, but I'm not a Mormon. No, sorry. I remember I went to Brigham Young University to uh, see a presentation in the stadium. I couldn't get anything caffeinated. Nothing. What the hell would you die if you had a caffeinated drink? What do Mormons do if they inadvertently, instead of Diet Coke, right, with no caffeine, they drink regular Coke? Did they have to spit it out, expunge it? Did they have to wash their mouth out? I always wanted to know. Would they be expelled from Brigham Young University if they were caught drinking a can of Coca-Cola? These are the things that keep me awake. That's why I can never sleep thinking about weird stuff like this. Let's go to Lily, who's calling from Queens. Your turn to be heard here, Lily.
10: About time. I'm waiting, Curtis. Listen, you said you're going to be on how many hours? 90 or something?
1: In between uh, a total of about 96, four straight days and nights.
10: Well, how about me listening to you all that time?
1: Can, can you do it, Lily? Can you? Can you stay up it. to the I break of it. dawn?
10: Yes. That's because I I like you so much, and oh. your wife, oh. and your sons.
1: Oh.
10: And you know, Curtis, when you were talking about you're gonna try to reach 110 like your dad. Yes. Yeah. Well. I'm 81, and I may I may win you to be
1: 100. <laughs> well, I tell you what. My father said to me over and over, I want to live to be 110. And then he was in that rehab unit in uh, Coney Island. He had injured his hip, and so he was doing therapy. And the director came over. I had my middle son with me, Carter at the time, and a few Guardian Angels. And he said, Chester, I never quite asked you, how old are you? And he sat there, and he looked at the director, and he said, I'm 110. And that's when I knew my dad was checking out, Lily. That's when I knew. Oh. So I said to myself, well, my dad obviously is not long for this world, but I'll tell you what, dad, this is like a relay race.
6: Curtis is going for the record. Oh, Cur- Curtis is the one going for the record? For the record.
7: Okay, well, well, when, when the big when the bosses, the both of you, when you guys put in the hours
6: that you do... The, but it's, a, it's a little here.
8: unfair advantage for Curtis because he kind of lives here too. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Curtis is going to be on this weekend, uh, uh, tomorrow night, all day uh, Friday, Friday night. How do you feel? Thursday night, Friday morning. Yep. Saturday night, Sunday night. Sunday day, that's right. Monday, I mean, I think I lose track. And why is that? I mean, you can't dial WABC on the weekend without hearing Curtis. That's right, because we keep it live, right? Live and local, always live. And you know the one thing Curtis does? I'm listening to him at three o'clock in the morning. I hear him yelling. Don't you dare fall asleep. (laughs) Don't you dare fall asleep. He won't let you fall
8: asleep. (laughs) We've actually had uh, listeners, right, and say, tell them to stop because I got to (laughs) sleep. Right, right, literally.
1: Nah, 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 nah. Lily said she's awake, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. She's 83. 83. God bless you, Lily. But get ready with your suggestions in the next hour. Remember... Good Thursday, the Last Supper. Think of it in modern day proportions. Since so many of you equate Donald Trump with being Christ-like, let's assume that he had a supper in Mar-a-Lago, hours ago. Who would the Twelve Apostles be? Who would Judas be? Who would Peter be? Who... Jesus predicted would forsake him. And who would Mary Magdalene be? This is the time to massage your medulla and cerebellum and get totally creative. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is pure theater of the mind, this thing of ours that we love so much, radio. This
0: is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Marano.
1: You're not going to sleep until the break of dawn. Stay awake! Stay! Classic Van Halen, right? Running with the devil. And remember when he tried to be a talk radio show host. (laughs) Did he crash in? Oh, anybody can be a talk radio show host, right? So all of a sudden, he threw him before a microphone. All this guy was known before for doing was high kicks, spins, twirls, singing and flashing his male anatomy. That was it. And suddenly they give him a talk radio program across the nation, and all he could talk about is, "Well, you know, I was in the South Bronx, I was in a volunteer ambulance corps, and he tell the same story every morning, corny, and he crashed and burned because you could do TV because they have a teleprompter in front of you that tells you what to say, but in radio, you're tortured by the good and bad. There's the devil who talks into one ear and wants to get you into trouble. And then there's all the good. Call it Jesus, Hashem, whoever that tries to keep you on the straight and narrow path. How many times have I walked that thin line because this is all improv. It's nothing scripted, Nothing. And Van Halen crashed and burned. But you know, this is the end of the Lenten season. And for the Christians out there, they know that Jesus was led into the desert to be tempted by, O oh, Diablo, the devil. And Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards was famished, was hungry. And the devil approached and said to Jesus, if you're really the Son of God, command that these stones here become loaves of bread. And Jesus said, if I can remember correctly, it's written, you don't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of Hashem of God. Then remember where the devil took Jesus out in the desert, took him to the holy city, and made him stand right there in front of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down into that canyon. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you. And they will save you from being smashed to smithereens. But Jesus would not be an object of tricknology, he said. Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then, o Diablo, the devil took him up to a very high mountain. And he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificent. And he said to Jesus... All these I shall give to you if you will prostate yourself and worship me, the devil. And at that moment, Jesus said to the devil, Get away, Satan. The Lord your God shall you worship, and him and him alone. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels descended from the skies and ministered to Jesus, who was without water, without food, and was famished. And he would not give in to the urgings of the devil. Like you do, Matt Blaze, our board operator. Like you do, Ken, the runway model who goes up and down on the runway like a stick has been placed up your tuchus. And, of course, Alec, the brown-nosed producer of the syndicated Frank Morano Show. The devil influences so much of what we do. So remember, the devil was awaiting Jesus Christ. At the Last Supper. Because the devil already knew that he had been condemned to death. What the devil did not realize though. Is that Jesus wanted to die. To remove original sin from all of our souls. He wasn't murdered. He wasn't killed. The Jews didn't do it. This is what the destiny was to be. But now... I want you to use some original thinking out there. I want you to use creative thought. I want you to contemplate who would sit, now that we have established Jesus Christ, to be somewhat in the same fashion as Donald Trump. We've heard almost female after female after female equate Jesus Christ. As being somewhat like Trump. I, I think we can all agree on that. In fact, if we go back to the original Marjorie Taylor Green, never trust anybody with three names, we talked about how Donald Trump was always right and never wrong.
4: President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus. Jesus was arrested and murdered by the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right.
1: He's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right. Could I have my monk chant, I need to get into a Trappist monk mentality. Remember, imagine, how can I be a Trappist monk and do 96 hours of talk radio? Trappist monks never speak. They stay in contemplative thought and prayer to try to remove all of the sins that we have committed on this globe on a daily basis. You know, those of you who grew up in Hunts Point near Barreto Street, there is the Trappist monk, excuse me, the Trappist nun convent, right there where the old treasury building used to be, and Spofford, the juvenile detention facility, used to be there. And uh, in the uh, convent, the Trappist nuns would never speak. They were pious. They would pray all day. And even when they would venture out to get groceries or any other supplies for their sustenance and their maintenance, they would never talk. They would never talk. And people would wonder, are they deaf? Do they use sign language? No. Because in their, in their marriage to Jesus, because remember, nuns are married to Jesus. They would oftentimes have a ring on their finger the way a secular person would be married to another secular person. No, these nuns married directly to Jesus Christ. And they would pray in contemplative silence all day, all night, for the sins that we have committed. Imagine never to speak to be a Trappist nun. Boy, that would be the worst thing to happen to me, right? (laughs) How could I ever establish a new Guinness World Book of Records for broadcasting, as this front page, full page advertisement says, put in by our owner and operator of our mothership connection here, John Curtis courtesy will all weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That could I hear him again talk about how? I'm attempting to establish a world record and I need all of your help. I need the energy that all of you have. I need every last one of you staying awake to the break of dawn because it's like a Delco battery. I get energized by you being energized. I can feel it in the ether. This intimate communication that we have going on. It only can take place. To the woofers and tweeters of your terrestrial radio, of your iPhone and cell phone as you listen to it on the app, on your laptop computer, or your worktop computer as you listen to it in the stream, or as you listen to it in the fillings of your teeth. Yeah, I know some of you do. Hey, look, uh, I gotta tell you, remember Serpico, right? Remember the real Serpico? I'm not talking about Pacino playing him. Serpico, who I met one time in the Hamptons, He was actually attending and taking care of John Abelson, the great directors, spread out there. And boy, what a curmudgeon he was. And he was sitting there and he was having a conversation with me. And hmm, man, this guy was like a wingding. And one day he went into the city council to talk about police, police brutality, police corruption. This was long after the Knapp Commission. And he actually told the Speaker of the Council at that time that he listens to radio through the fillings in his teeth. And it was printed one time in the New York Times, and then they removed that. So we can't act like Serpico's a nut job. Hey, you said it, right? And I know some of you are listening to me right through the fillings in your teeth. Or, come on, admit it, you got tin foil. That dates us, right? Because it's really aluminum foil. But you got a tinfoil hat on, and you're taking a fluorescent light bulb, and you're waving it around your head over and over to even get better reception than you could on that old-fashioned Sony little miniature radio that you would hide under your pillow and listen in the wee hours of the morning, hoping your mother and father wouldn't hear it, and then scream at you, Turn
6: that freaking radio off! What did I tell you?!
1: I know, listening to this thing of ours comes in many, many different manners. But I am on a pilgrimage, I am on a marathon, I am attempting to break a record that has existed for over a hundred years. When radio first became a thing that people were attached to, became like an appendage. You just couldn't go anywhere, you had to turn the radio on. It connected you with life vitality and you could actually picture everything going on because you weren't still like you are when you stand vapidly at a 72-inch big screen TV and without the pictures, you'd fall asleep, right? You're not going to fall asleep with me to the break of dawn because I'm going to paint the pictures for you. I'm not a Da Vinci. No, this isn't the Last Supper. But I'm certainly not Hunter Biden either ripping you off for $85,000 of paint that he throws up on a parchment what the hell is that three three paintings for $85,000 a piece and all he does is throw paint right at the parchment oh it's Hunter Biden maybe this is how I can siphon money to the big guy you know the big guy Joe God is that crazy are you causing me to digress here? him So I need all of you, please, to imagine we have Jesus Christ at the Last Supper, okay? We know. It's Trump. Who would the other figures be? Remember, modern day, let's not go back too far. This isn't Rod Sterling and the, uh, (laughs) maybe the greatest TV program ever to exist. Oh, the Twilight Zone. This is the Twilight Zone of radio. It really is. You know, the Frank Marano show, it's like uh, Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing. It's East Costanza. Think of me like Rod Serling. Without the cigarettes, uh, unfortunately, it took his life too early. Think of me like Rod Serling, and this is your radio Twilight Zone. Because I take you to places that you never thought you would visit again. And places that you've never been to before. And I cause you to connect the dots. And now we're trying to reassemble Trump's Twelve Apostles and Mary Magdalene. one 800 848 That's 1-800-848-WABC. I have a few of my own ideas, and I'll certainly throw them by you. But this is your opportunity to be creative, not just sit there and say, Trump is great and Biden sucks. Trump is great, and Biden sucks. Oh, God, I hear that all day long on talk radio, talk TV. Enough already. Let's be a little creative, huh? Let's go to John calling all the way from North Carolina. Your turn to be heard here, John. Don't tell me that John has slipped into the abyss. I hear deep breathing. You may have... uh, Oh, God, he's, 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 yes, God, John, why, you tar heel, you hillbilly, you devil rebel, what's the matter, you can't hang with the northerners here, come on, John, wake up, wake up, he's probably out back, watching the still, the corn squeezings, you know. Dealing with this tobacco crop, which is probably hydroponics now. Something else. It ain't tobacco no more. Be done with John in North Carolina. I've had it. So let's flip the script and go to Jack in Manhattan. Your turn to be heard, Jack.
13: Curtis, how are you, bud? I normally talk to you on the weekends. Great to hear you during the week here. Listen, I think I might have you beat. You're an A&P Catholic. But after the beatings by the Sisters of No Mercy and the Irish Christian Brothers of Beatings, I became a WF Catholic. That's weddings and funerals. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> if I don't get the invitation or the phone call if somebody's dead or somebody's getting married, I'm not there.
1: Now, Jack, so, I, I must tell you something very special about Frank Morano, whose show this is. Frank, I don't know what it is about Frank. He was born and raised a Roman Catholic. He has experimented uh, to becoming a wannabe Catholic and Episcopalian, and now he is experimenting and being a Methodist. It's what uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton is and Bush forty-three. Boy, that's a weird couple. But, uh,
13: yeah, but I think, don't the Methodists and the Presbyterians don't you have to like pay for your pew? And oh. you pay more the closer you sit
1: to the front. Oh, you mean like uh, the Jews on uh Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah where you better show up with your shekels or you won't have a seat. <laughs> yeah. Well you know standing room always. What the most the interesting thing about the Methodists and the Presbyterians is you go over yeah. to their you go over to their house, right, and they'll they'll make they'll make a nice roast beef for a London broil, right? And they'll give you like one thin slice and then you get a few asparagus tips and green jello, you know, that's in a mold and you don't get seconds. And they say, look, life must be led in a very frugal way. You cannot be like the Jews and Italians who say manja, 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 and all they do is eat and eat and eat.
13: And listen, I got the one guy that at the table for the. Apostles. Who's that? Well, I'll give you one. Judas would be Michael Cohen.
1: Excellent, excellent choice. Excellent that's, choice, that's
13: Judas, right there, Michael Cohen.
1: All right, so I'm I'm writing this down. Want- okay, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen. Oh, not Stephen Cohen owner of the Mets. No, no,
13: no, Michael Cohen. He took the shekels. He took the 30 pieces of silver from every network. But I wonder, I, I wonder,
1: remember, there's the tribe of Cohen. The Jews of Judea and Samaria say this. The tribes of Cohen. Would this implicate all Cohen's, like Steve Cohen, owner of the Mets, who should have been in jail for insider trading information? But Mets fans love him because he spends money, unlike the Will Ponzies, Fred and his son, who basically gave all of their money to who? Bernie Madoff, who used to be the biggest white collar crook in the world until who came along? Ah. <sighs> The young man named, what the hell was his name? Bankman, Freed, whatever. Another three names. Who looked like a kid who fell out of his bunk bed at summer camp. FTX. And he sold Sam Coins. Sam Bankman Freed. That's right. Sam Coins, which are now Scam Coins. Ripped off $38 billion, right? And he's under house arrest in a mansion in Palo Alto. And his parents are lawyers at Stanford. And what do they, um, what do they teach? Ethics. You think they should have taught their son a little ethics? He's got a little fortune off bracelet around his ankle. What the hell is he doing in a mansion? He should be in jail. Oh boy. We got we got a Michael Cohn. Okay, Michael Cohn is Judas. Alright, let's let's see if we could get another. Let's go to Lou's calling from Long Island. Your turn to be heard here, Lou.
14: Yes, Curtis, a little bit of levity. Uh, I'd just like to know, what is your favorite uh, Twilight Zone episode? I mean, they were masterful. They kept me up at night. Each one of them gave me nightmares.
1: Lou, I think uh, that was when the illegal aliens known as those coming in on the UFOs, the huge nine-foot creatures from... Far out there, I forget what the episode was called, but they convinced the world to trust them, but all they really wanted was humans to accompany them back to their part of the solar eat system them, right that's right to eat them
14: <laughs> to my eat favorite them. is the William Shatner on the plane that gave me nightmares.
1: Now, Lou, if you had mentioned William Shatner while Frank Morano was here, he'd be shivering. Oh, I
14: don't want to. No, no, no. Oh, I don't want to go you the would, love. Oh, mess. my God. Come on. He's turned into a wacko.
1: I wonder he would have William Shatner sitting at the Last Supper as the Jesus Christ figure, right?
14: In his eyes, he probably would. Yes. Yes. But are you. I mean, st- come on. I like the guy. But he's no uh, Clint Eastwood. He's no Marlon Brando. You know, his body of work does not, uh, you know, you don't get
1: that kind of isolation from it, you know? Well, I mean, we've seen the body with the uh, pocket protector and the. He wears a horse hair sweater. Man, that gets itchy. Do you ever have a hair 100% Vooster suit that he wears sometimes? It gets itchy, and he itches, and he itches, and he itches. I tell him, what are you wearing a horsehair sweater for and a 100% booster suit? It says it makes him feel comfortable, makes him feel loved. Okay, look, I'm not Freud. I didn't use cocaine. I can't figure out why all the furniture is upstairs and rearranged in the wrong rooms. Our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Larry in Arizona. Your turn to be heard here, Larry.
13: Hey, Kers. Uh Boy, you sure are keeping me awake tonight. You're on fire, kiddo.
1: It's my Did job to, to keep keep you awake to the break of dawn, Larry, when the cactus, when you can be rubbing up against the cactus in the deserts of Arizona. And, man, that's a
12: good yeah. scratch, isn't it?
0: Oh, uh, the best.
12: Again, everybody's asleep here. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're like three hours uh, time difference. I'm the only one awake.
1: Larry, let me tell you something. Earlier tonight, the reason I was in this story is I had to get signatures door-to-door to to qualify someone, uh, Kelly Klingman, to run as the Republican candidate at our Ronald Reagan Republican Club against the Socialists to 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 beat AOC and her mini-me, a woman named Caban. I'm knocking on doors because it was the last night you could get signatures. It's 9 o'clock. People are answering the door. They say, Curtis, I jumped out of bed to come see. I couldn't believe it was you when I was looking through the mirror. They were sleeping at 9 o'clock at night. Nobody sleeps to the break of dawn, Larry. Not everybody's like you 24-7, you know? Well, let me tell you something, Larry. In honor of Arizona, there's only one product out there. That has never risen above 99 cents. And you know what that is? A big boy. Arizona iced tea, 99 cents. The big boy. An inflation buster. But Arizona iced tea is not made in Arizona. I ask all of you a trivia question ah, this is a brain buster. Where is Arizona iced tea from and why has it never risen above 99 cents? And I tell you this, 99 cent pizza is now a buck 50 in New York City, a dollar 50. But Arizona iced tea, the big boy, the tall boy, has remained 99 cents. How could that be in this inflationary Biden, inflationary times? How can they stay in business it's a hot, sweaty day, and you go into that Deli or bodega, and you see those tall boys, right? You see the Budweiser, right? No, not beer. You see the Miller High Life, no? Nope. So I want Arizona iced tea, only ninety nine cents. Where is Arizona iced tea from? One 9222 That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Let's go to Lynn in Maryland. Your turn to be heard here, Lynn.
15: Curtis, you do great radio. You really do. I don't want to get partisan tonight. I would so much have rather seen you elected mayor of New York City than Eric Adams. But I guess we don't want to get into too much partisan talk tonight with all this hysteria going on down here in the Tennessee state legislature. You make reference to – the business of selling tickets to High Holy Day services in the tribe that I come from. And it's why I left the tribe, put it behind me, had terrible arguments with my family because of this business of selling tickets to High Holy Day services on Rosh Hashanah. And I have a nominee for the Apostle Thomas, Mm -hmm. the one who would, Jesus had to show him the stigmata in his palms to prove that he was truly resurrected, that would be Ron DeSantis, you think. Hmm?
1: Oh, very wise decision. That's right. The Doubting Thomas. That's where the term the Doubting Thomas comes from, who demanded to see Jesus's wounds in his palm. That is brilliant, Lynn. Ron now, I, have a, a, I have
15: a bit of nostalgia for you, a personal yes. memory that yes. I treasure. Yes. You brought your posse, your crew of Guardian Angels, down to Laurel, Maryland in the mid-80s, yeah. where I was training at a local karate school mm-hmm. with a Randy Woese. And we had some great – got to say, your guys were great to train with. It was a really intense workout. I mean, a big sweat. And as I recall, Marion Barry <clears throat> – Marion Barry was the mayor of Washington, D.C. at the time.
1: Yes, crackhead Marion Barry.
15: <laughs> yeah. You were – and – Uh, you were going out to PG County to organize a unit of the Guardian Angels out there, and you were also going into the wilds of D.C. to do the same. And as I recall, you were assaulted and thrown into the Potomac River in an attempted murder. Do I have that right?
1: Yes, yes. Not the first time, as you know. (laughs) That's why I'm a cat with nine lives, and I've used eight of them. It's a crazy, crazy story.
15: Now, there were rumors. I I shouldn't bring this up, but some people suggested that, well, it's a little out of line maybe, but they suggested there was a rumor maybe you were messing around with somebody else's wife, and that's why the assault happened. But I thought it was a mob.
1: Well, let me tell you something, Lynn. uh, There were many people who thought I was messing around with their wives. Uh, They thought I had multiple Kumadas. Trust me, Lynn. Uh, I would rather keep getting shot over and over than to have all the gulmatis that people have claimed that I have had over the years. You That's know, just a hazard of being a celebrity. You know, right? no, Are you kidding? It's, it's not being able to control your libido. I am telling you, Lynn, I have advocated for men years ago when there were men in the military and men in prisons in order to soothe this savage beast. The libido always gets you in trouble. They used to put saltpeter in their food. They won't acknowledge that, but it's true. And it would take a male member that was turgid and turn it flaccid, and you would not have that on your mind. That's what gets you into trouble, Lynn. That is what gets men into trouble. And that's when the devil takes over them. And you resist temptation. I know you do. Well, I want to take well, time. well, now hold on a second. I'm not quite Trump-like, right? <laughs> but there was a lot of temptation. I did not resist. And that's why I'm in such trouble now. Yeah, because I was tempted by the devil. I should have had pita in my HO oatmeal. Should have had it in my Mapo. Should have had it in my Wheatina. Should have had it in my Cheerios. Every male should be raised on Peter. It would prevent so many problems. And by the way, Lynn, trips to family court. You just, you don't want to go to family court. If there's anything you could do to avoid that, do it. My advice to everybody out there.
0: The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Marano. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Marano. Frank Marano.
1: Religiosity. Without religion, what would become of this world? And to the tune of the Doors. My favorite all time group, this could well be the end, my friend.
2: This is the end, beautiful friend.
1: I saw a man on television a week ago. One of the ugliest guys who's ever been on TV, and that's saying a lot. His roots were in New Jersey. When he used to be on Comedy Central, I remember I was invited as a guest one time. And there he was, the host. And there was uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And I forget who else was there. And I paid no respect to him or Jerry Seinfeld or any of the other goofball comedians. And there was Ann Coulter, who looks like she has an Adam's apple. I don't know if she's transgender. I'm not suggesting that. But she smokes those Kohiba cigars like a man, right? So there's a they all went out to a gin mill afterwards, hey Curtis gotta come with us, right? We did the show, I think there was four of us, and a whole bunch of others, Scoopies and Roadies and all that. And the two bomb throwers, Ann Coulter and Bill Maher, right, couldn't be nicer to one another. And that's when I realized this is all horse feathers. This is all scripted. This is all, they're thesmians. They're actors and actresses. They wanted to rip each other's larynxes out. And then all of a sudden they're going out. And God only knows, they seem like they had the urge to merge. Yeah, Bill Maher. What did Bill Maher say about religiosity just this past week? It could well prove to be the end, my friend. The unaffiliated share of the population consisting of people who
0: describe their religious identity as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular has risen from 5% in 1972 to 15% in 2005 to 32% today. You're welcome.
1: You're proud of that, Bill Maher? You're proud of the atheists, the agnostics, the tree-huggers... Those who kiss toads because they want to get an LSD hide. Those that kiss the Blarney Stone and chase the leprechauns with a shillelagh, right? You're proud of that, Bill Maher. He was busting his buttons and bridges with pride. And then, of course, on this Passover from April 5th to the 15th, Where Jews will take those bitter herbs and put them in the sweet and sour sauce. That's right, because you know they always have Chinese, especially on Sunday night. Who is representative of Jewishness? But the drag queen herself, three snaps up, George Santos who for three years tried diligently in every pageant in which drag queens existed from Sao Paulo to Rio de Janeiro to become Miss Rio Drag Queen for the annual Carnival. All of Brazil spends an entire year preparing for Carnival, which is decadence and debauchery, which is Caligula, which is showtime for the drag queens. And here is George Santos, who we thought was a Jew.
3: So, as I've said many times, and I think you've heard me say this, I always joked I'm Catholic, but I'm also Jew-ish, as in ish. Uh, and I've made that joke because growing up, I grew up fully aware that my grandparents were Jewish, came from, from a Jewish family, and they were refugees to Brazil. And that was always a story I grew up with, and I've always known it very well. And I've told it the way it was told to me. Now, if if it, it just strikes me so odd that people are rushing to disinherit me from being Jewish or for even allowing to care for Israel and Judaism in a time and an era where anti-Semitism is at a all time rise, and here's somebody who actually cares about Jews, cares about uh, uh, um, Israel, and somebody who's willing to fight for them, and and we have people pushing me away. It's, you know, I got a text from somebody today who says, George, I don't care what they say, you're still an MOT. And I'm sure you know what an MOT is. Um, okay. Member of the tribe. Oh,
16: it's- member of the tribe. Yeah.
3: I would call him an mf right?
1: And an MOT. This jerky boy. Oh, my God. What a stain. But, hey, his best friend weighed in. On a nut job, she is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Never trust anybody with three names.
4: The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Okay.
1: That's what I'd say, wow, without the okay. What a whack job. All Democrats are pedophiles. This screwball that some of you, I I was listening before, before I came on here. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is a woman that believes that a Jewish conspiracy by the Rothschilds aimed lasers into the forests of California and cause those wildfires. Yeah, what a screwball, what a crackpot, what a nut job. But she's your screwball, crackpot, and nutjob Because both sides have their own screwballs, crackpots, and nut jobs. Look at AOC all out crazy. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And the Democratic Socialists of America. The Justice Warriors and the Squad. What a bunch of... Nut jobs, screwballs, and whack jobs, right? So Marjorie Taylor Green with George Santos and Matt Gates, or whatever the hell his name is. Boy, did he escape going to jail by the barest of minimal. And who's that Barbarossa woman from Colorado? That's their nut job squad. And then you got AOC and her nut job squad. And nobody pays attention to anybody else. Because in order to get attention paid to you, you got to be a total freaky-deaky nut job. Our numbers, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go, if we can, to uh, Brandon, who's calling from New Jersey. Your turn to be heard, Brandon.
8: Curtis, I've been waiting all week for Friday to get here. I love Frank, but the weekends aren't long enough. We need more of you. Um, I wanted to answer about the uh, the Arizona. It started in Brooklyn, right? Mm,
1: well, wait a second. I think you're conflating Arizona Iced Tea again. A big boy will call you. Uh, cost you ninety nine cents. It's an inflation buster. The only one that exists any longer. I think you're thinking of Snapple.
12: I could have sworn it is, uh, okay. Well,
1: if you I don't know. So, Look, but, look, I, I could be wrong. I'm not going to say I'm like Donald Trump. I'm never wrong, or as Marjorie Dale <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Green said, he's never wrong. He's always right. It could be. I remember the warehouse for Snapper was when Ridgewood, Brooklyn, where the old Ridgewood oh. Gardens used to be separating Bushwick and Brooklyn from Ridgewood and Queens, and they had this huge warehouse. We had a headquarters right there by Myrtle and Wyckoff, we- the, the Guardian Angels, and their warehouse house was getting broken into all the time and this yeah. this is when Snapple didn't become a, a real big desire drink uh, then all of a sudden Rush Limbaugh started advertising for it and Howard Stern and it blew up and then they sold it to Quaker Oats and it's never been the same since never been but it was all guys from Brooklyn you're absolutely right
8: yeah, and the, the way that they can still keep selling it is because they're just taking less of a profit. It's nothing else
1: besides that. I know, but think of it, Brandon, with all the things through Biden inflation that have skyrocketed. Even a slice of 99 cent dollar piece is a buck 50 now. How does Arizona Ice Tea, the big tall boy, how did they keep it at 99 cents? I,
8: I guess they're just putting their customers first. They're willing to to take the hit. I don't know how they can do it.
1: What do, do you think for the advertising value for the signage that yeah. Arizona is somehow subsidizing it? Right? I mean, think of it. Now, I'll explain it. We heard recently from uh, Swagger Man with No Plan, Mayor Eric Adams. He's not my mayor. He's the mayor of the Illegal Aliens that they were taking over what used to be the world's largest McDonald's on 42nd Street, the Deuce. Correct. It was the world's largest McDonald's. But I don't think people realize they didn't make any money there. They actually had to pay a franchisee to run it. It was a corporate store. Part of McDonald's Corporation, which used to be in Oak Brook, Illinois, in the suburbs of Chicago. And then to be nice, they wanted to show how they were going to show faith in Chicago. They moved into Chicago. Well, last week they closed down for a week because they figured if Vowles gets elected mayor, he's a moderate Democrat, will stay. If this socialist gets elected mayor, Brandon Johnson will leave. I have a feeling they're packing their bags and leaving like lots of other Fortune 500 corporations, of which many uh, had their headquarters in Chicago. Blackstone left, a whole bunch have left. But the fact is is that <laughs> I gotta tell you I don't know how Arizona Ice D has done it. I mean, how many things are left on the dollar menu at Mickey D's, right? When's the last time? I remember down in Jackson, Mississippi, where I have Guardian Angels, I say, guys, lunch is on me. I already knew that almost everything in Jackson, Mississippi is on the dollar menu. I think I fed 28 of them um, on $42.80. The only thing that might have been cheaper was Waffle House. You know you're in poor areas when the only two things that you can go to to get fast food is Waffle House, where everything is 99 cents and nobody has teeth, and McDonald's, where everything is on the dollar menu. I mean everything. That's a poor neighborhood. Let's go to Tony, who's calling from New Jersey. Your turn to be heard, Tony. Hi,
16: Curtis. Okay, so here's who I have for you. I have Mary Magdalene. My choice, my pick was Kellyanne Conway.
1: All right, hold on. Let me write this down. So Kellyanne Conway. Ooh, uh, Mary Magdalene. Now, I must tell you something that I think about uh, Kellyanne Conway. Is there recently yeah. she, she was seen, she was canoodling with Andrew Evilized Cuomo at a little so bistro. You saw that, right? I heard that.
2: This was a <laughs> few
1: days before her divorce from that. What a piece of work that guy was. Yeah, But I'm telling you, I think that you're going to see a unlikely political marriage between Kellyanne Conway and Andrew Ivelice Cuomo. Okay, so okay, she's so she's married Madeline. Okay, go ahead.
16: So Doctor Luke is Anthony Fauci.
1: Anthony Yes, yes, good, good. That's good. All right.
16: Um, so Matthew is a tax collector, so that's Steve Munchkin. Oh
1: absolutely Munchkin! That little munchkin, I hated him. He always had that <laughs> stupid smile on his face. <laughs> Your munchkin.
11: Yeah,
16: Munchkin. So, and John, who was Jesus' favorite, yes. most loyal and beloved, yes. I picked Ma- Mike Pompeo.
1: Oh, Secretary of State. Mike Pompeo. Yeah. Now, is was it the fat Mike Pompeo or the shrunken Mike Pompeo?
16: No, I think it was the
1: fat one. Okay. All right. Boy, did he lose a lot of it. You think he was using that diabetic drug <laughs> that they all use now? Boy, he, he shrunk, faster than Al slim, shady, Sharpton.
16: Yeah. So my last pick isn't isn't really an apostle, but Thorne Spicer is very feisty and very dramatic, and I would he would be my pick for Paul, who wasn't one of the twelve, yes. but who was one of the zealots who originally killed all the Jewish people until he got converted.
1: Yeah, well, remember, you had apostles and then you had disciples. So the second range, if you didn't cut it as an apostle, you were a disciple. (laughs) But Sean Spicer, what does Sean Spicer have in common with uh, Scarmucci? What does he have in common with him?
16: Well, Sean Spicer was very fiery he would give these press conferences where he would just be spitting out all this stuff to the press really fiery and that's how they say the apostle Paul was very fiery when he was Jewish originally before he got converted he used to like kill all the all the Christ, uh, Christians until he became
1: converted that is sure. true but I'm telling you the thing that Sean Spicer and Scarmucci, the Svachim, has in common is they grew up in the same town in Long Island and went to the same high school. Now, both of them were spokespersons for the Trump administration. Although Scarmucci, what, like 12 days? Like the life of a tsetse fly. The other side
0: of midnight. midnight on.
1: Shelly singing
11: hallelujah.
1: And remember, I've heard a cacophony of different callers, almost always a woman talking about how Donald J. Trump walks in the shadow of Jesus Christ.
9: For Catholics, this is the 40 days of Lent that commemorates the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert. Uh, during that time, he was tempted by the enemy, who most people call the devil. I don't even like to use the D word, um, while he was waiting for his crucifixion and then to rise. Um, the the Bible at Mass during Lent focuses on the 40 days. It's from the Book of Wisdom. Those that they they find people to be obnoxious, that are talking about morals Uh, and issues and turning away from sinfulness and i'm equating this to what they're doing to donald trump i'm by no means am i saying that he belongs to be kept in the same company as jesus but the actions and the behaviors toward him and as donald trump said toward his supporters they're being attacked we are all being attacked donald trump is not the only one We need to pray for our country, and we need to pray for
1: President Donald John Trump. Donald John Trump. There was JFK. There was MLK. There was Jesus Christ. And there was Donald J. Trump. You know, imagine if uh, Mel Gibson were to be given a second life, not as uh, the anti-Semite that he has been labeled, but given an opportunity to break the chains and shackles of being cast in that manner. I mean, yes, I mean, think of it. There he is, Mel Gibson, the passion of the Christ. Imagine if he did this about Donald Trump, conflated it. Between the Passion of Christ and Braveheart. I mean, can you imagine what a movie that would be like? Well, guess what? We're busting the doors open. Up next, we're clearing the decks for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Until the break of dawn and y'all gonna stay lit up you're gonna all stay woke no no not woke excuse me awake oh god let me bite my tongue did i say woke no god heavens to betsy no anyway elton john here the bitch is back uh, that is the theme song for marjorie taylor green and by the way elton john in a way, is a neighbor of hers, because she represents a congressional district in Georgia, and he has a part-time residence in Atlanta. A lot of people don't realize he's a hardcore Atlanta Braves fan. He goes to the games, and he does the chop-chop there in the spirit of Ted Turner. Remember when he used to sit with Jane Blunder Fonda when she was married to him, and they went chop-chop, and Jimmy Carter and his wife, chop-chop. And thank God the Atlanta Brave fans still continue to do chop-chop, and they haven't given up the Indian signage and ancestry of their franchise, which has been a great franchise. But they still do the chop-chop, including Elton John, who gets really politically incorrect with all the sequins and the boa constrictor feathers and all that. Chop-chop! But why am I playing this song? Because... To a lot of people, Marjorie Taylor Greene, again, never trust anybody with three names. Never, 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 never trust anybody with three names. Can be a real bitch. I mean, think about it. I mean, she has said some things that are completely off the hook. So let's just run through the trinity, the troika, the trifecta of what she has said just in this past week. Remember. She became the face of the National Republican Party in defense of Donald Trump as he was having his indictment unsealed. 34 charges, boom, right on his head by Alvin Bragg, who can't arrest uh, and keep anybody in jail when they commit uh, normal crimes. But boy, when your name is Trump, just like Tish James, the attorney general, he has eyes only for anything Trump. Trump family members, Trump signage, Trump businesses, and actually Donald Trump himself. As does Tish James. They're like the Pharisees, you know. We don't want Barabbas. We don't care if Barabbas was a murderer, a thief, a home invader, a robber. We want Donald Trump crucified. And who is was Pontius Pilate? Well, of course, Kathy crimewave Wave Holcomb. Because even though she could remove Alvin Bragg, she has the power to do that. She insists on not doing it. And as a result, anybody living in Manhattan has to deal with the fact of Alvin Bragg, who does not want to prosecute any thugs or thuggets based on any circumstance. Nadia, nothing. But Donald Trump, oh, he got off for toots. Oh, he has become the darling of MSNBC, darling of all liberals and progressives, and darling of the most blue of the many blue boroughs that make up the city of New York, Manhattan. But remember, there she stood. She was outside of the Manhattan courthouse. She had been promoted as being uh, the number one supporter of Donald J. Trump as he was being arraigned fingerprinted and released on his own recognizance. You will get now a series of hits. We'll call them the Marjorie Taylor Green hits. First, starting out with her idolatry, her worship, her feity to Donald J. Trump. Trump is joining
4: some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus, Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. um, And I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, He's done everything right.
1: He's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right. That is the definition of idolatry. That's being a groupie, right? I mean, that's a Trumper groupie. You know, you had the homosexuals, remember, when he was riding high, when he was on his way in his own mind, of becoming the future president of the United States before they realized only Joe Biden could beat, according to the polls, Donald Trump. And he had that polo shirt on, remember? And he had that nipple ring through there. And the homosexuals went crazy when he was doing the weekly updates with his PowerPoint presentation with the medaglia doro they had and the little biscuit. And then it crashed and burned for Andrew evilized Como, Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Como, King Cuomo First, And I know he's listening. He's listening as we speak at his compound, Fredo's compound. As you know, that is uh, Chris Cuomo. And his wartime consigliere just released from federal prison. Joe Pococco swing, swings a mean Louisville slug, slugger. You think that Donald Trump photo with him and the Louisville slugger was intimidating? You should see Joe Pococo who would hit your kneecap so hard they'd be singing and ringing and moving around like a slot machine. In Bethlehem. Notice I didn't say Atlantic City like Frank Morano would. And by the way, Frank Morano does a half hour every week about Atlantic City. How come he doesn't move it around like, you know, Bethlehem, the old U.S. steel plant in the Lehigh Valley, right? Right now. Mount Airy Lounge. Remember the old commercials about Mount Airy Lounge? You know, you go up there. What was it? The champagne bubble baths, remember? And uh, you'd have the urge to merge. And then all of a sudden they built a casino and you know the rest of the story. Wilkes-Barre, right? There's casino there. So many casinos. Why do we always talk in Atlantic City? Hopefully nobody's snoring anything. You know, that's old-time, uh, old-style radio. I'll bet you that's where Frank is now. Shooting craps at the Borgata. And actually, snoring, snoring, snoring. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about New York City, as she did with Tucker Carlson. And, oh, my God, you would think that she was making up stuff about Gotham, USA.
3: Really quick, since you were just there, but Mayor Adams described New York as, quote, his home. How did his home look? Pretty neat and tidy?
4: No, his home is disgusting. I compared it to what I called Gotham City. The streets are filthy. They're covered with people um, basically dying on drugs. They can't even stand up. They're falling over. There's so much crime in the city. I can't I can't comprehend how people live there. Um, It was repulsive. It smells bad. And I just I think it's a terrible place.
1: Now, she was criticized by a lot of New Yorkers. Like, you know, I can say that about New York, but not any outsider. Right, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Go back to Georgia where you got red clay in your toes. Go uh, go look at the Atlanta Braves uh, baseball games right in downtown Atlanta. Well, she said New York City smells. Uh, that's in my checkbox. <laughs> hey, and it's not even hot yet. You know what's going to happen when it's in the 80s. The place stinks. In fact, it smells so bad that the hairs in your nostrils and your schnoz twirl around. The fact that there's a lot of trash, hell yeah. The fact that there are a lot of rats, mice, and rodents, you're damn right. The fact that people are strewn in the streets and that they're dying from drug overdoses and they're emotionally disturbed and homeless, check that box. The fact that it has a lot of crime, check that box. Ah, oh, maybe the people aren't repulsive, you know. She went a little bit overboard there, but hey, come on. She pretty spot on. And if you're a true New Yorker, would say, Well, I can say that about New York, but you can't let her say that about New York, you hillbilly. And then what about Governor Ned Lamont, who, uh,. Said because he was down there for UConn, the Huskies, the NCAA finals, the basketball finals. And he called Houston butt ugly because they were the host city. And he ended up apologizing. I don't understand why. I got Guardian Angels in Houston. It's a city of two and a half million, the most populated city of all cities in Texas. It's a liberal city like Dallas is, like San Antonio is. Each of them have more than a million people, and Austin, the most liberal of all the cities there, almost has a million, doesn't have enough cops. The mayor has had to ask the state troopers come in, and he has his top advisor telling him in Austin, Texas, right, Texas tough, not. Nah. His advisor said, you know, somebody came into my grandmother's house and had a soda shotgun and blew her brains out. I would be angry, I would be sad, but I wouldn't want him to go to prison because what does that accomplish? That's the mayor's top eight. Now you know why people feel unsafe in Austin, Texas. Now, Texas T, right, it's a red state. It may not stay a red state forever. It may go purple and, God forbid, blue. Because look at it, $2.5 in Houston, $1.5 in Dallas- Then you got about a million in Fort Worth nearby. Then you have San Antonio with one million. And you got Austin with about 980,000. And all those cities are growing. And those are blue cities. Those are major, large cities. And I got to tell you, Houston, the ugliest city you're ever going to want to see because they had no zoning. It's a city that popped up out of nowhere. First Ward, Fourth Ward, Fifth Ward. You know, the home of George Foreman and the grill. What are they doing, a movie on George Foreman? Now, remember, he went to job jail, job corps, walked into the ring at the Olympic Games in Mexico, won the gold medal, waved the American flag. Everybody loved it. Then all of a sudden, he became a rogue, a heel. And he went up to Toronto, and he boxed three guys in one match, and he knocked them all out in preparation to take on Muhammad Ali in uh, Zaire. Remember? And, in fact, Ali was ringside in Toronto with who? Howard Howard Cosell with the bad, worst rug in the history of broadcasting. And he was taunting George Foreman. Now, let's see. Who did he knock out? Boone Kirkman. Let me see if I'm right. Boone Kirkman, Thad Spencer, and I think Jerry Quarry's brother. Wow, that's a damn good memory if I nailed that. Boone Kirkman was this huge white boy. I think from uh, Washington State, huge, like a lumberjack. And then you had Thad Spencer, who I think was either from Portland or Seattle. And then you had Jerry Quarry's brother, who uh, was from Oakland. Like Jerry Quarry, best counterpuncher ever in boxing history. In fact, he's the one that gave Muhammad Ali that return bout in a gymnasium in Atlanta. Uh, that permitted Ali to start working his way back towards uh, becoming the world champion again after he had been thrown out uh, because he was a conscientious objector when he became a member of the Nation of Islam and said, F you all white people and Jews, but he became the most beloved athlete in the world. Figure that out. (sighs) Figure that out. Embracing Malcolm X, embracing Elijah Muhammad, hating white people, Hating Jews, but then eventually becoming the most beloved athlete of all time. So, Matt Blaze, does it appear that I am partially correct, fully correct, uh, one-third correct, right?
7: Well, it was actually five people in one night. Wow!
1: <laughs> five, all right. Did five. I, did I have any of them correct?
7: I'm trying to find the names of the people. Oh, it just yeah, the, knock
1: yourself out. The
7: article, but I'm looking at the... It was, But you are right. It was in preparation for the Rumble in the Jungle.
1: Right, right. And uh, there was Howie Cosell there with a bad rug on his head. By the way, one of the nastiest people you'd ever want to to meet in your life. I mean, attitude with a capital A. Arrogance with a capital A. And a real dirtbag, if I don't mind saying it. Five in the ring with George Foreman. So George Foreman is pounding away one after another. And there's Muhammad Ali screaming his guts out in Toronto, the arena, where George Shivalo, years before that, had battled uh, Muhammad Ali in the ring. George Shavalo couldn't knock out a uh, a pillow, but the guy couldn't be knocked out himself. Uh, I, oh, man, now I'm in flashback mode. I'm in uh, wide world of sports, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. George Chavalo looked like his face had been... Hit like 5,000 times in his life. He never went down. Sort of like Chuck Webner, the Bayonne Bleeder, right? Hit over and over. He was the inspiration for Rocky. Rocky Stallone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That uh, Stallone got the image from Chuck Webner, uh, the Bleeder. Chuck Webner would always bleed. He was a bouncer at a bar. And then all of a sudden, that's where it all came about. They said, we got to find a great white dope. I mean, a great white hope. And they picked Chuck Webner, and Chuck Webner almost beat Muhammad Ali. The Bayonne Bleeder. By the way, one of the best interviews that Frank Morano has ever had in his life of broadcasting was with the Bayonne Bleeder, Chuck Webner. That was a great interview. That guy is really sharp now. He's been hit so many times in the head. It reminded me like Jake Lamont. Jake Lamont, right? Remember, Raging Bull. Raging Bull. One of the greatest movies of all time with De Niro. By the way, Jake Lamana, for all of you who are observing Passover, his mother was Jewish. That made him a Jew. And the Jews would say, oh, he's a barbarian. He's the guy, toughest guy ever. He used to stand there in the middle of the ring go, hey, Sugar Ray Robinson, you didn't knock me down. He's bleeding. His head looks like a gargoyle. Sugar Ray never knocked him down. That's true, that scene in the movie. Oh, what a great movie. What a great movie. By the way, the real Jake LaMotta, I used to see in the restaurant from time to time that had a bocce court, Il Vagabundo, now closed, in the shadow of the 59th Street Bridge. The guy would be wearing a black cowboy hat on his head, Jake LaMotta, like Don Imus used to. Always have a drop-dead gorgeous blonde on his head. And I said to my friend, Johnny Legit, I say, is he able to talk? I mean, he's gotten hit in the head. so I, I'd sit down, I'd have a half-hour conversation with the guy. You'd say, how the hell could he string two words together? You talk about somebody who was concussed so many times. It had to be him. So uh, Matt Blaze says it was five heavyweights that George Foreman fought on one occasion in Toronto Arena. I say three that I remember from the w- wide world of sports. What were, your, what were your three? I said Thad Spencer, who I believe was either from Portland or Seattle, Boone Kirkman, huge white guy, looked like a lumberjack. Yep. From the state of Washington, that, and Jerry Quarry's uh, brother. Well, the baby list, Quarry. The list is Alonzo Johnson. Okay. Pedro
7: Augusto. Okay. Mac Foster. Okay, Terry Daniels Okay,
1: and Boone Kirkman. Wow, so I only got one of them right. (laughs) You got one of them right. What the hell? I only got one out of five? I'm losing it. I'm losing it. But when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to understand that I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to establish a world record like none that has ever been held before. Longest lasting broadcast in the history of this thing of ours. This medium that is so personal, so intimate, nothing can challenge radio. Whether you think it was invented by the Italian, I do, Marconi, uh, or the uh, the Serbian, that's right, Tesla. Doesn't matter. This causes you to think, paint pictures. Not be vapid while watching a 72-inch big plasma screen TV in which you fall asleep because you're not gonna fall asleep as I take you to the break of dawn.
0: The other side of midnight with Frank Morano. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Frank Morano.
2: so when you call when you up call that, that
1: shrink, shrink in Beverly Hills, Hills. you know the, you know one. the one, doctor, be right. of how much time are not going to sleep. Life, like, no, no, to no, you know. don't even think about it. Get on your feet. started in the guardian angels in minneapolis i went to the high school that he went to to give a speech and who knew he was a star basketball player who could actually dunk and he was a star football player prince and he was a jehovah witness who would walk around with women's lingerie on now you think he was going door to door with the watchtower with women's lingerie on i don't think so But look, Prince, he died of fentanyl overdose. Tom Petty died of a fentanyl overdose. And Coolio, we found out from the autopsy, who sang Gangster's Paradise, died of a fentanyl overdose. All of them were using uh, fentanyl strips because of pain that that they were, well, wrestling with. I guess as a result of... uh, their performances on the stage. Now, I've used fentanyl strips. I've used fentanyl. It's a great painkiller, but you got to do it the way the prescription says. If you start self-medicating, you could easily be six feet under in a pine box. There is no doubt about that. But when they say, let's go crazy, that's exactly what happened because. Less than 24 hours ago when I actually woke up. Yes, on occasion I do get a little sleep. I got my new copy of Thursday's New York Post full page. Easter holiday, super spectacular. It's a courtesy Lee are all weekender. And it had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 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 Sunday Monday. Almost 96 hours of broadcasting through this um, religious period of time for Jews and Christians. They're forced to listen to all Curtis all the time. By the owner and operator of the number one news talk station in the nation, John Katsimatidis, who kicked it off as he was doing the morning show.
6: Curtis is going for the record. Oh, Cur- Curtis is the one going for the record. For the record,
7: okay. Well, well, when when the bi- when the bosses, the both of you, when you guys put in the hours that
6: you do, the- I've but it's a, it's be a here. little
8: unfair advantage for Curtis because he kind of lives here too. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Curtis is going to be on this weekend. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, all day f- uh, Friday, Friday night. How do you feel? Well, Thursday night, Friday morning. Yep. Saturday night, Sunday night. Sunday day. That's right. Monday. I mean, I think I lose track. And why is that? I mean, you can't dial WABC on the weekend without hearing Curtis. That's right. Because we keep it live, right? Live and local. Always live. Live You know, the one thing Curtis does, I'm listening to him at three o'clock in the morning, I hear him yelling. Don't you dare fall asleep. <laughs> Don't you dare fall asleep. He won't let you fall asleep.
8: Great. We've actually had uh, listeners, right, and it's, they tell him to stop because I got to sleep. <laughs> right, right, literally.
1: There'll be plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. This song, though, by Prince, Let's Go Crazy, reminds me of the many femme fatales, female members of his band, and they were drop-dead gorgeous, many of them. One in particular, Vanity. You may have remembered Vanity, which probably might well have been the most uh, talented of the many women band members he had, but she had a super spectacular crack addiction. I was patrolling MacArthur Park in downtown Los Angeles near the Ramparts with the Guardian Angels, and we were clearing gangs out of there. In fact, it was so bad, they have a little lake in the middle, you know, where you get on those pedal bikes and you go out there. I went on a pedal bike, and I saw a bloated body. A guy's head was, like, above the water. And I had to grab him and bring him to shore. LAPD came, you know, LAPD, uh, you know, uh, like RoboCops, you know, the helicopter over there. There's a dead guy in here. They said, Oh, well, it's probably a homeless guy that was reaching in for the ducks. And he died. I like that. Uh, No empathy, no sympathy whatsoever. And they say, you want to wash your hands off? I said, why do I I want to wash it? Oh, God, toxins. God only knows what was on that guy's body. But anyway, the point of the matter is, in the wee hours of the morning, all the crackheads were in MacArthur Park. And they were pecking in the ground like uh, pigeons peck for little bird seed or chickens. And they were looking for little slivers of crack cocaine because they were all crackheads. So in one corner, there were the African-Americans, the other corner, Hispanics. The other corner, there were whites. They all had their own little turf. And there were even Asian crackheads. And then I looked up on one of the hills. It was Vanity, Prince's Protégé, who ended up dying of uh, drug overdoses. She had so many. She was a stone-cold crackhead, pecking on the ground, looking for a granule of crack. So she could beam herself up to Scotty with a glass pipe, holding the glass pipe in her hand and a lighter. And I said, vanity. And she looked uh, away like she didn't want to be recognized. Like right at the break of dawn. That's why nobody goes to sleep until the break of dawn. Because, man, where else are you going to hear stories like this, right? Look at It's like scratching its head. Who's vanity? You weren't even birthed yet. I didn't you know... I, all the women that were band members for Prince. And remember, I got to tell you, uh, the uh, Prince was, what can we call him? He was, uh, it's a special term for Prince. Not non-binary. He wasn't a transgender. He transcended sex. Uh, that'd be the best. And he was a Jehovah's Witness. Who knew? He's wearing women's lingerie, going door to door, knocking on. A, a, you want Watchtower? We're going to sit, tell you about over Witnesses. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Vanity was so good. And then Sheila E., right? We can't forget Sheila E. They were all there. So many of them. And meantime, it turned out that I don't think. He was interested in any of them, even though he pretended that they were his girlfriends. It was almost like Liberace. Remember when he did that uh, interview with... Uh, uh, did an interview on CBS a long time ago when um, Edward R. Merle was the go-to guy there. And he would smoke cigarettes, right? They all smoke cigarettes. And he was interviewing Liberace in Las Vegas. And Liberace was introducing him to his sister, brother, her husband, and the house that they lived in. And then Edward R. Murrow was saying, Liberace, we understand that you were, uh, uh, you were going to see your girlfriend. Oh, yeah, you know, we may be getting married soon. Yeah, right. And, you know, Prince Anne, I really uh, I adore Prince Anne in England as part of the royal family. You know... Maybe I could get lucky, and maybe I'll fall in love with her. This guy, this guy, gay as the day is long. Back then, you couldn't, no. Man, you couldn't come out of the closet. And let's face it, Liberace was sort of that era's Elton John. I mean, that era's Elton John, without doing the chop-chop, right? Well, let me hear that song, old oh, Prince. That was so good, so good, so good. The afterworld. What does he mean by that? Hell. Damnation. The Grim Reaper. And what took him out? Fentanyl Patches. Fentanyl Patches patches took out Coolio. Fentanyl Patches took out Tom Petty. But Fentanyl Patches didn't take me out. Remember, I'm a cat. With nine lives, I've used eight of them. Let's go to Bob in Ohio, in Buckeye State, in the heartland of America. Your turn to be heard here, Bob.
17: Hey, let me just first say, I love you more than any words can convey, you know, through the radio, in person, whatsoever. Um, but I just thoroughly enjoyed just listening to you um,
1: while I was on hold. Well, thank you. And you were on hold. What for four hours? Uh, no, not quite so much. <laughs> Just,
17: uh, you had to bear with you had to
1: hour. you had to bear with my stream of consciousness. I didn't want to share airtime with you, Bobby.
17: Well, guess what? Uh, as fate dictates, we have met, and I am so profoundly uh, appreciative of this opportunity to speak with you. And I appreciate you um just as much as anyone ever could uh for everything you've ever done for humanity itself
1: Now Bob uh, unfortunately- Bob, Bob, Bob 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 please stop chewing my shorts and pulling my chain man you're making me <laughs> Andy, blush here. It's true. It's you're true. making me blush here, and I never blush but now well, you it- you you wanted to guess where Arizona IC was made
17: Well I did and since I was on hold so long, I mean, my first guess was going to be Mexico, of course. And then my next guess was going to be China, uh, off the top of my head. And then I cheated, and I Googled, Googled it, and I saw they're in Brooklyn, New York. So.
1: What? Well, well, hold on a second. Our previous caller, Brandon, said they were from Brooklyn, New York, and I said no. Mm. You mean I'm wrong, Bob?
17: I uh, but you know what? Um, I do not know if you're wrong, but but I do know that um, the very untrustworthy internet claimed that on a simple Google search.
1: Bob, you uh, are you uh, are you are proving to be the number one sickle fan, Fantoni and Lackey. I mean, you are trying like Trumpers do to always make excuses. For when Trump is wrong or Trump says something (laughs) stupid and they say, oh, no, you don't understand. He he's a much wiser man than any of us. So you have Bob, you have made every conceivable excuse for me possibly being wrong. Now we got to get down to the nitty gritty. I brought up the image of the big uh, the tall boys. The Arizona T-Tall Boys are still 99 cents. It is the only thing in Biden's inflation that has not gone up. Everything has gone up except male libido. Well, you know, what can I say? That's why you have all these products that we advertise uh, on radio all over America, right? You take this, you take this, the angle to the dangle. It's like half of advertising on radio because, hey, you know, let's face it. It's rough out there, man. Men are living longer and they're still wanting to be spry and they want to be like little puppy dogs. But, hey, sometimes parts of the anatomy do not cooperate. So we have all kind of medicinal, medicinal. There's Pfizer products, Pfizer, Pfizer. Pfizer, did you know Pfizer was actually started in Brooklyn? Did you know that, Brooklyn? Seven out of every, excuse me, let me. Requantify that. One out of every seven Americans can trace their passage in America to Brooklyn. Now I wonder if that starts with Pfizer, the little what is that? The blue pill, pink pill, green pill. You, you know, to get that action going, Cialis, Levitra, you know, all that. Pfizer, their number one product. It's a little blue and green. Oh, that's right. They ripped us off with the vaccines like Moderna did and Johnson and Johnson. Boy, did they make, did they make win profits, right? Ripped us off. Big time. But better that we had the vaccines than not to have had the vaccines, right? I mean, it's immense, immense, poker poker. But I digress. I digress. Anyway... Uh, Let's go to uh, Giuseppe, who's calling all the way from Cali, Cali, California. Your turn to be heard here, Joe.
14: Here, you're on. Hey, Curtis. It's Mission Viejo, California. Oh, Vallejo. I just wanted to let you know that we are delighted that uh, you are here instead of Mama Luke and tell you that our entire family thinks that you are a national treasure for all that you have done with the guardian angels and uh, taking care of animals. And I just want you to know that we appreciate you and we are encouraging you to be more and more and stronger and stronger. And we are looking forward to the marathon. And we love you. And we do. And Lisa says so too. Wow.
1: Wow. This is indeed an honor. I've double teamed here, double teamed from Val. Oh, vale-
2: oh, Curtis, we love you, Curtis.
1: Wow, Curtis, our entire our entire family. We
14: we just wait to get you. We get you on our computer, you know, over the stream. Yes, Yeah. And, and John has done a good job
1: putting you on. Oh, no, no, no he's no. done Don a great job. Let me ask you a question because I've been to Vallejo when they had declared no, chapter no, of. No, no, no cause it's not
14: Vallejo, it's Mission
1: Viejo. Oh, Mission <laughs> Viejo. <laughs> What's a, a, in Orange County. All right, well, a, hold on, hold, Delta on Delta Delta. 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 Hold, hold on a second. Hold on I was going to tell a story about Vallejo, and now you're killing me. You're killing this bit. Uh, Valle- so, Vallejo. When, Vallejo is up in the Bay Area. That's right, and it, it, went California California. it went bankrupt. It went bankrupt. It went Chapter 11, and I know because I had a conversation about it with the former great Yankee who had been a Cleveland Indian, C. Sabathia, who was from... From there, but you're right, Mission Viejo. That is a beautiful place, Mission Viejo. Well, you're invited to exactly.
9: see. Come to
16: see us, Curtis. We love you, Curtis.
1: Yeah, but I got to tell you, I only get invited to all the worst places. I got to go to Santa Ana. If I'm going to Orange County, I'm going to Santa Ana.
13: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got that right. And then I'm going. I'm going to your airport. I'm flying in there to the John Wayne Airport. That's the one. You've been here before. Well,
2: oh, we'll thank you,
1: up, Curtis. And Disneyland, and Disneyland. Yes. Disneyland. Yes. Gotta to go to Disneyland, yes. Anaheim, right? Yeah. We'll take yes.
16: you, Curtis. You come see us. We'll take you there. And we love you and your wife. And Tuna was uh, oh Tuna. We love your cats too, Curtis.
1: Oh, oh I'm sitting shiver for Tuna. Beautiful Russian blue. Tuna. Oh, I'm still. It's eight days shiver. Eight days. Uh, no Hamantashin, please. Uh, no prune, uh, prune Danish, please. No. Oh boy, that hurt. But see, this is this this thing of ours is not just a national show, which Frank has uh, with his syndicated show across the nation, but it's global because you see. Joe and Lisa there are listening on the stream, their laptop, the stream, crystal clear in Mission Viejo. And by the way, if you've ever been to Mission Viejo, it is drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, it's Mission Viejo, the San Clemente. That's where Richard Nixon fled. Remember when Watergate was uh, upon him, near impeachment, near uh, excommunication. Remember when... uh, uh, U.S. Senator of Arizona, Barry Goldwater, came him and gave him the bad news and said, hey, if you don't leave, we're going to have to impeach you and oust you. And he left on Marine One saying, Americans got to know that president is not a crook. And he spent his time in San Clemente before he came here to Saddle River, New Jersey, and passed away here. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Oh. Well, I thought it was Vallejo at first. I was going to tell the whole story. It went through Vallejos, Chapter 11. My conversation with CC Sabathieu came out of there. Ah, it's, I was on a roll, and then Mission Viejo. I had to... I had to take high five straight south into Orange County. Let me try to regroup. Let me try to regroup. Now that's Patty Smythe, not Smith. Is this the theme song of Marjorie Taylor Greene? Never trust anybody with three names. I've said it over and over. But remember, uh, coming off of that interview she had with Leslie Stahl on CBS, oh my God. She's become the face of the National Republican Party, not my Republican Party. But listen to what she said. That makes her so outrageous, so off the uh, hook. Did you say how can anybody be in a company?
4: The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats Democrats support. Even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Wow. Okay.
1: I wouldn't have said okay, Leslie Starr. I would have said wow. And I, I, I saw people say, oh, she's so right. She's so right. All Democrats are pedophiles. That's crazy. Crazy. And then, of course, Her position outside of the Manhattan courthouse where the former president, Donald J. Trump, like MLK, like JFK, right? Right. I mean, might as well put him on a pedestal. The idolatry was flowing from her. But this is what she said as she was outside speaking in defense of Donald J. Trump. President
4: Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested. Served time in prison. Jesus. Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, yep. he's done everything right.
1: It's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right. There's Jesus. There's the Holy Spirit, who used to be the Holy Ghost. Why did they change that name, right, as part of the Trinity? It was okay as the Holy Ghost. And they, No, no, it's the Holy Spirit, and, of course, it's God the Father. We're never told who God the Father is. Is that Hashem? Is that the God of the Old Testament? Huh? I ask you, and then, of course, we must find a place in that Trinity for Donald J. Trump. But then she said something that um, I didn't disagree with all that much as Tucker Carlson was asking her how she enjoyed
3: being in the heart of downtown Manhattan. Really quick, since you were just there, but Mayor Adams described New York as, quote, his home. How did his home look? Pretty neat and tidy?
4: No, his home is disgusting. I compared it to what I called Gotham City. The streets are filthy. They're covered with people um, basically dying on drugs. They can't even stand up. They're falling over. There's so much crime in the city. I can't, I can't comprehend how people live there. Um, it was repulsive. It smells bad. And I just, I think it's a terrible place.
1: Oh, boy, and did she take a lot of heat. And I got to tell you, as much as I dislike Marjorie Taylor Greene, does the city smell? Yep. Uh, is there a lot of trash out there with rats? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, are people in the streets dying from drugs? Yeah. I mean, I passed uh, somebody two days ago who had a uh, shank in their arm. They were shooting up just blocks from the WABC facility. Is there a lot of crime? Hell yeah. Are there a lot of homeless people, emotionally disturbed people? Hell yeah. So why is she catching so, so much grief? All right, she went a little bit overboard and said, you know, rambunctious, you know, New Yorkers. Okay. I mean, I can't attack her on everything, especially now that I am in the first leg of this massive marathon that I have engaged in. I'm so proud I'm busting my buttons and britches on my red sateen jacket. The full-page ad taken by the ownership and management of... W.A.B.C., that's right, the Mothership Connection, the number one news talk station. Never mind in America, the world. In the New York Post, the number one tabloid. And all it says is Easter holiday, super spectacular extravaganza. It's Curtis courtesy all weekend. Thursday, almost all day. Friday, almost all day. Saturday, almost all day. Sunday, almost all day. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Right on up to 12 midnight. 96 hours. I may well be establishing a Guinness Book of World Records. And you know something? I'll more than be happy to wear the belt and walk it around here and flex to all my colleagues because this might make me one of the best of all time.
6: Curtis is going for the record. Oh,
7: Kurt, Curtis is the one going for the record. For the record, okay. Well, well, when when the big when the bosses, the both of you, when you guys put in the hours that you do, the, I've but it's, a, be it's here. a little
8: unfair advantage for Curtis because he kind of lives here, too. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Curtis is going to be on this weekend, uh, uh, tomorrow night, all day uh, Friday, Friday night. How do you feel? Thursday night, Friday morning. Yep. Saturday night, Sunday night. Sunday day. That's right. Monday. I mean, I think I lose track. And why is that? I mean, you can't dial WABC on the weekend without hearing Curtis. That's right. Because we keep it live, right? Live and local. Always live. Live and local. You know, the one thing Curtis does, I'm listening to him at 3 o'clock in the morning, I hear him yelling. Don't you dare fall asleep. <laughs> Don't you dare fall asleep. He won't let you fall asleep. It's great. We've actually had uh,
8: listeners right and say, tell them to stop because i got to sleep. <laughs>
6: right, right, literally.
1: Now to the break of dawn. Let's go to Marie in Long Island. Your turn to be heard, Marie.
10: It's going to be quick. And maybe I should call you back when you have more time this weekend. But it's real quick. I was sitting at the physical therapist, getting my knee all fixed up and... You come up in conversation and my therapist goes, oh, Curtis, I got a picture of him and me in Greenport when you brought the guardian angels out there. And we were just talking and saying a lot of good stuff and that last caller from California. But more importantly, Marjorie Green, somebody should put her in a boxing ring and she should only have a child that had the situation that a child has and what she's talking about. Enough of her, but here's more importantly, my little baby sister, Died. It was seven years ago that we buried her on Believe it or not, in a Catholic church on Long Island. On on today is uh, today's Good Friday, right? Yes. Anyway, yeah. oxycodone and her doctor that gave the loose medicine is in jail. Doctor George Blatty. B L A T T I. Look it up. He's sitting in jail waiting for the district attorney in Nassau County to arraign him for murder. Now, he could have got it from other places. She was very lucky to die in her own beautiful bed at home with her husband. Bless my little sister, Geraldine. Bless her. I love her. I miss her. And um, bless anybody. Anyway.
1: No, no, thank, say that about thank, New thank York you. Thank you. That's, a, that's a, a great tribute To your younger sister who you lost to Oxy's. That's another drug I was on, Oxy's. And again, boy, that that monster can grab you and pull you right into the belly of the beast. You just, you get it prescribed to you for pain. You got to use it as the prescription says. You can't self medicate because, boy, you can become addicted to that. Just like fentanyl, just like all of those pain killing drugs. They're there for a purpose, to prevent you from having needless pain. But human nature is such, you take a little bit, it makes you feel good, and you want to feel better and better, and it's a one-way trip to Palookaville. So, use the prescriptions as they're prescribed. Please, don't self-medicate or You may not be here any longer to listen to me. Wherever you may end up, I haven't figured out yet how to listen from there.